0: Previously on AFTN.
1: So you can definitely search for for that Bat Metal, Bat Metal Returns, metal Forever. It's not safe for work, so do not watch this at work. Well. Do, do not watch this around kids. <laughs> come on. I man. would watch
2: it around kids. The people that I comes, don't have kids,
1: the, yeah. The, so you you wouldn't care. I'd would watch if, it
2: around your kids. If you, if, you, if you,
1: <laughs> I, I won't let them watch this yet, I'll watch it around Zach's kids.
2: Then <laughs> Declan um, Dizzy. That if yeah. if if Joe wants me to babysit, Declan will be
1: watching those. <laughs> it's cartoons, man. It's fun. Yeah, but what happens to those cartoon <sighs> characters?
2: <laughs> Zach has just texted to say I'm not allowed around his kids. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of beautiful British Columbia. And it's a special episode. It's our Whitecaps end of season special. We've been waiting for it. Come on.
3: Uh, you, you thinking there's
2: still time, Zach?
3: There's still, that's in the name of the show. I know. For a show that's <laughs>
2: called There's Still Time, I've written our chances off pretty early, really, this year. But no, it is a special episode. It's episode 300. Um, To celebrate the special occasion, we've brought a troop of dancing girls who are out in the lobby watching us. If you can hear us, give us a wave, everyone. We're not sure if they can hear us or not. So that that was our gauge. Hmm. Probably just as well, because we're going to mark this episode explicit. Not so much because <laughs> there's going to be lots of swearing. Well, the girls are leaving now. No, so ma- oh, maybe they can here. <laughs> they're going into f- find out who made the team, I think. Or oh, come on, number 42. Rooting for you. Come on, you can do it. Yeah, there's going to be a, a little bit of swearing in the show, but there's also going to be some adult content. I've got a few fun things to, to cheer us up, because I'm sure a few of us are a little bit down in the dumps after the, the scoreline today. But I am
3: Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander, and I'm Zachary Adam Eisenhammer.
2: and it's going to be fun, fun, fun all the way to one. Yep, we're going to do a four-hour show. <laughs> well, maybe I was thinking three hundred hours. Let's do a marathon. I, well, I thought three hundred minutes. That would give us oh. like five oh, that hours. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, we can do it. Can you last five hours, Zach? For sure. I'm not as good at that as I used to, but well, we'll try and get there. Anyway, it's over, folks. It's over. Vancouver Whitecaps can no longer win the MLS Supporters' Shield. I mean, yeah, that's definite. That's I, a mathematical. I, I, I'm gutted. I don't know if I've got Zach's attention, but I, I'm I'm gutted here.
3: Yes, the supporter shield is uh, is gone. Yeah, yeah.
2: But also, our playoff hopes took a battering
1: that would have been worthy of the best fish and chip shop. And that's uh, considering how yeah well yesterday went. And we'll talk obviously talk about that later. But they were in. It was in their density to make. Yeah, to, I mean, it was all in their density.
2: It was almost a perfect weekend. It was a, a perfect weekend elsewhere. Yeah. Robo said That the two words he would use To describe the Dallas game Were Same again That's what he said at The the thing What two words would you use For me It's
1: fucking disappointing Oh yeah, uh, Holy shit
3: mm. It was unfortunate That's three words Yeah Unfortunate That's one word <laughs> That's all I need <laughs> Twas, twas unfortunate. There we go. Very, I like uh, that. Get okay. a
2: good twas in there. We're going to go through the the usual, the goals, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It looks like our dancing troupe has left us. I thought that CITR had put this on especially for our 300th episode.
1: I'm That's what feeling I was that, expecting. I'm a little bit disappointed. Because I was actually counting to see how many. I thought there might be 300 out there, but there weren't.
2: Zach sent what? a text going, ballet, is this I was a special like, and I, was <laughs> like, I was walking up to the building. He's like, wait, what is going on? But we'll we'll continue on carry on regardless. But we're going to start by talking about the goals, and it was a bit of a it's a bit of a disappointing, lacklustre first half. Really, the the
1: Whitecaps the, they lacked any oomph. They had chances, but yeah, the the they were far, very far and few between. I think chera had a chance off the bar, yeah, and then Davies through uh, well, through the wickets the, yeah. of a defender, and there was the possible penalty shout for handball. Yes, and a lot of people, quite a few people around there were calling that it was a legitimate penalty shout, and did, it wasn't it even did reviewed. Hit his hand, yeah. but and his hand was like like out there, like it wasn't in towards his body. Clearly, he has been, or the referee has thought that
2: it's ball to hand. Yeah. So. I don't know. But we'll, we'll see how that. I goes. got
3: to see uh, Alan Kelly as he was departing for BC Place tonight, and he had a little uh, chat with with Robo. Oh, well,
2: Robo! I asked Robo about it after, and Robo said, "Because I think Alan Kelly is one of the best refs in MLS. And he usually is." Yeah, Robo agrees. He said, "You can, you can have a laugh with him. You can yeah. ask him what's going on." So he probably was. He said having him, a discussion with him about that. Ke- Kelly said
3: to him, he said to him, "He's like, I hardly even knew you were there." today.
2: <laughs> but the first goal it did come 42nd minute last five it, minutes of the first half yeah i mean uh, well last 3 minutes if you want to be precise but we thought we were going to get to half time nil now regroup we know that we've been a good second half team in the past so we were hoping that that was something that was that was going to be good but no santiago mosquera where in the world is santiago mosquera jumping over white cats defenders head of the them ball into the bit yeah actually if you look at if you look at three. the Look at the play, though. The two highest jumpers Actually, three, were think. Dallas players. I think there were three. three. Yeah, it was
1: about two or three of them. I, it was
2: ridiculous. Kendall was behind the guy, so you can't point fingers at him. We've not had any time at all to really rev- review this. So just going from what we saw at the game, you should not be out-jumped at a chance like that when you've no. got big guys in the box like Henry and and, and Waston. And it, it was a great delivery. It was a great set-piece delivery, and it's the kind of set-piece delivery that you just wish the Whitecaps were producing a lot more often.
1: And and the thing is, Dallas isn't known for set-piece delivery. They're more of a team that attacks along the deck, and they're able to get the ball into the box, around the box, and score from distance. Into no, You don't expect them to score from a set-piece, and they did two today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Both, it was deflating.
3: Yeah, both were, both were as I said before, unfortunate. Uh, the, the, the first one was... I felt bad for Brett Levi. Brett Levi's again. Like the, it felt like a bit of a rash tackle that led to the free kick. Like, yeah, it, 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 it felt avo- it was. It felt avoidable. Yeah, uh, to say the least. And so then to be scored on on that was uh, significantly disappointing. And then and then the the miscommunication amongst the 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 Whitecaps as a whole defending this the second goal was was uh, was a. a was a letdown. Yeah. I because mean, Ro- there, Ro- there, was, there was multiple people who switched off or handed people off and it didn't work out, right? Robo's
2: saying same again. It's like it's like same again all season. Again and again and again and again. And at halftime, I just, I just did and not. And again. And again. At halftime again, I did not see us getting back into the match at all. I mean, did, did you feel confident? They could turn it around because I, felt I they, saw nothing in the
1: first half that made me think they would. I felt they had a chance because sometimes they do come out of the, the, uh, the break and, you know, they get a tongue lashing or whatever they get. The changes happen. They do come out sometimes and bring it forward. But immediately after the second half started, I didn't see it at all. It was like uh, no, uh, if, here if and there. flat. Yeah, right off the bat. I think they were lucky to get that and goal. And there's a halftime
2: sub. Brett Levi's had to go off with a quad strain. Nicholas mosquito came on, yeah, and well, we'll come to that because yeah. we're just looking at the goals just now. But we they did, got in the game. We did tie it up Yeah. from out of nowhere. It felt it's like it just yeah, just out of nowhere. Kai Kamara, the headmaster,
1: does it again, spanks the Dallas defense, and one one. And he and he and the thing is, when when that cross came in, he actually. Met the cross it, like he he met the header or whatever. Met the ball. It wasn't like the, yeah. he waited for the ball to come to him. He went to the ball and yeah. got it in there. The He's way a he beast, attacked it. Yeah, yeah. he he
3: had a few like that today. Unfortunately, only one of them found the back yeah. of the net. But it was yeah, it was a, it was. That's why you have Kai Kamara, right? Like that's why they brought him here. Yeah,
2: great delivery though from Fonzie as yeah. well. Oh, naturally, who didn't have the best of times at left back in that second half. But again, we'll come to that as well. But I mean, after that, it's a must-win game. You're hoping that they're then going to go and, and do something. But Dallas seemed quite comfortable. And my biggest worry was that I kept going on constantly to anyone that would listen, which wasn't many folk. Barrios was just given so much space. And you felt he was going to punish them at some point. Didn't think it was going to be from a little flick on from a Uruiti corner. But yeah. I mean, he was unmarked.
1: The sm- one of the smallest guys. Yeah. And again,
2: no one, as they had done for about the last half hour of the match, picked him up. Allowed him to flick a brilliant ball into the box,
1: and now, you, you cannot allow no a goal like that. Now, Robbo was asked whether this was a um, a, like set, like drawn up on the on the practice field by B- FC Dallas, or was this like lazy defending, and, or was it like perfectly drawn up? Um, I think they did practice it. It seems like something that that was... uh, Oh, yeah. Because it worked so perfectly. um, But Robbo thought it was... Didn't think they drew it up at all. It just happened to happen. No,
3: I don't think so either. I think they identified there was a a miscommunication amongst the Whitecaps as to who was supposed to pick up that person at uh, Barrios' was at the near post. And they saw that, so they played it into the near post. He flicked it on, where there was another miscommunication where... uh, Who was it now? I can't remember. Uh, Oh, I think Daniel Henry... Seemed, for some reason, passed off the tallest player on the Dallas squad, I think, to maybe Russell Tybert, was it? Yes. And he easily No, away.
1: yeah, I, you don't pass off the... Ta- like, the tallest player, I, that, that's unbelievable that he gets... Yeah, we... Well, that's, happen- that's what it seemed like, though, yeah, wasn't uh, the- no, it? No, yeah. but the thing is, it happens for us. Like, Waston seems to be always be free, but he's actually working to get free. He's never actually completely free unless he makes a great run. Hedges was all alone in that six-box area. But he was was Danielle's man. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. He was Danielle's man, and it looked like he either totally didn't mark him, or I think what he did was he called on someone else to pick him up.
2: Well, we'll get into the actual defense and the good, the bad, the ugly part. Let's start off by looking at some positives, and there, there were some. We were critical of Jake Norwinski last week. It wasn't his best game. His delivery was pretty poor. I thought he was solid today. I actually had him as my man of the match. Second half in particular...
1: Yeah, he there got was forward a lot, and it was, was really dangerous. Around the seventy fifth to eighty minute mark, he had like three runs, three specific runs into that area. Uh, a couple of times it was into the into the eighteen yard area. Couldn't get the cross through. it. Somebody blocked it out. And then the one was from a distance. Yeah, yeah. That one was a, a good. Of times that as was well. a good line too. But somebody got in front of that again. Hmm. So they were able to block it. Yeah, out.
3: I thought Jake had a good game. My fun fact about Jake that I learned uh learned today, which you may already know, but did you know he wears contacts? No, yeah, he no, wears. I've co- seen him wear
2: glasses. At, yeah, yeah, at training, so that that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, another positive, another goal by Kai Kamara,
1: aerial threat. What, what's the, what's, yeah. the, what's
3: his MLS total? Is it 13,
1: 14? Well, I, I, it's twelve. Oh no, maybe 13. No, it's 13. Th- 13. He's 13 at least 13. Now, yeah. Yeah, it's thirteen. and then
3: he has at least one in the cup, right? Yeah. yeah, so
2: he's on a par, if not just overtaken Freddie Montero. I am wondering how many seasons he's got left in him. Could he? beat Landon Donovan's record if Wanda doesn't? Has the, the, he got enough time the, and
1: gas in his tank to get those goals? If he decides that he wants to be a full-time starter, my guess is he doesn't have that many years. Hmm. If he's willing to accept a role where he doesn't play all the minutes and and takes a rest here and there, then I think he can extend his career by a couple, two, three years at least. Well, it sounds Because like... he's solid in the air. That's a very important part. I, Look at guys like um, um, Alan Gordon, for example, yeah. look, out, look yeah. he's
2: he's Connor Casey going back a little bit, yeah.
1: Right? He's they've extended their careers because they accepted bench roles
3: or specific roles within the team, I,
1: they, And I don't think either one of those two guys are as good as Kai Kamara. No, no, uh,
3: I think with Kai, uh, I haven't asked the, some of the hard questions about this this year, but it seems like when you listen to s- some of the people talk, what has happened is he has um had a different approach than he has the other seasons where it's like i gotta play every game because i'm a player and that's what i hmm. do to being like okay they're telling me i'm gonna take this off yeah and him being like okay i see the wisdom in that and not making that trip or not playing he, in that he game said or, that to us at training yeah, right he,
2: he wants he still maybe, wants to maybe play it was from that,
3: maybe it was, that's what i'm thinking where i heard him but
2: he, st- he still wants to yes. play but he is listening to what people are telling him and he's un- he's accepting that you know you you're Better at judging what's better for my body, yeah. And rest is important. Bobby Leonard was on the radio this week and seemed to indicate that Kamara is going to be back next year. So I'm I'm delighted by that because I certainly want him back. I just think he's
3: been. saying really say who? Anyone else is going to be back? No, oh. I think the question I, I, he didn't was say to who wasn't
1: they who for... wasn't. No, he, they asked him about Kamara for if he will yeah. return. So it was a specific question about him. Any other good things to come out of that game? I, I yeah. want to give a little bit of a shout-out to the uh, Gazal and Tybert first half and second half. Well, Tybert obviously by himself in the second. I thought they, like, FC Dallas, like I said before, they tend to like, go through the midfield and score. They were able to cut that out, forcing them to wide areas where they had to force them to cross it. in. And, and like again, both of their goals set pieces. They didn't allow anything during open play, so the defending was there, and that was good.
2: Tybert got the man of the match, the official man of the match. Do you think he think that, was, that? Well, he, that was I, voted on
1: by the fans. I, I was
2: here. a bit surprised by that. because I mean, he wasn't bad. He, no. But I don't think he stood out to, to have a was, man of the match. I thought before, he was quite and,
3: good in the first half, what i remember. I, 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 but the thing is, he's not... I don't not, think he was bad in second. I just can't But be, he's, yeah. he's not
1: a guy that's going to stand out because you're not going to notice him unless yeah. he makes a mistake uh, because he's, he's not much uh, uh, impact in the going forward at all.
2: Now, unfortunately, there's uh, quite a few bad and ugly things to look at mainly you two because our dancing girls have left us. I I, I was hoping they would stay for Wavelength. <laughs> Good they song for them. They would have enjoyed that. Yeah. But first thing, we touched on it. Brett Levi's off injured again. Man, he just can't seem to, to stay healthy. It's getting to the really worrying and concerning stage that he seems to have been given the nod to start over Marcel de Jong, which I think will surprise a few folk as well because... Marcel had one, maybe two bad games, and now he just seems to have disappeared. He hasn't been in 18
3: for like three. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's been exiled to the, the, the press box.
3: Uh, initially, when, uh, in the stadium, I thought, oh, okay, so last week he had... Uh, Shaky. A, a very, well, he, he gave away the winning goal, right? Like, oh, there's no, nice. There's no way to sugarcoat that. He gave yeah. away what the, the goal that decide the game. No,
1: no, he didn't even give it away. He set up the winning yeah. goal. Do you want to <laughs> give a big shout-out <laughs>
2: to Wasted Sundays who put the Scottish crowd from an Aloe Athletic match onto the video oh. of Brett's Adam's a good pass. guy. That was quality, one of the best things
3: you'll see this year. Adam's a good guy. So, But Robbo showed faith. He kept playing a fairly young canadian right he showed, it was kind of like a vote of confidence so when he played a role in the, you know giving away the free kick that led to the goal I, in the stadium not knowing about his physical uh, condition i thought oh this is a a response like hey we came back to you we showed faith in you it didn't really fully work out this half so we're taking it out so it was interesting to hear after that yeah there was in fact um it was some, a some quad some physical issues
1: yeah stream quad apparently
2: another thing that i thought was was bad was Jordi Reyna's performance for maybe he, two-thirds to yeah, three-quarters lo- of the match. He
1: looked flat. He looked like a guy who had, obviously hadn't played in like three weeks or whatever mm. it was because there was the week off and then Seattle, he wasn't there. So he definitely looked flat. There's a couple times when he couldn't like clear the ball even outside the box. They just kept peppering it in and he had a chance to clear it. He couldn't do it. Setting up a couple corners. And I felt like he couldn't... Uh, he was he was on the same page as the other attackers, especially in the first half.
3: Yeah, yeah, he w- he wasn't clicking, right? No. Which is unfortunate because... In the, he was on fire before that. In the, I mean, yeah, yeah, in the Vancouver Whitecaps setup, he has to.
2: Yeah, we didn't yeah. need him. I mean, we, we saw last week how badly we needed him. He he kind of got a file underneath him after the goal, and he played a couple of good passes, and he was looking like the, the Geordie that we know, but you need him to be there and standing up fr- from the start. Another bad thing, po- well, possibly bad. It, to me, it looked bad. Was it felt like they rushed to share a back on after that injury he took? I was gonna, put, I was, was... going I was gonna have that
1: for ugly, but mm,
2: yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's borderline yeah. bad. It's borderline. I, ugly. I, I don't it, it think it he, bad. I
1: don't think he should have came back on the pitch at all. That was I don't know if anybody saw, um, like the, the staff saw it or somebody should have seen it how badly he hit the back of yeah. his head and that, neck it almost like made it look horrible. it's almost like like his uh his, his face was against his oh. chest mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. like that's how cr- the much he crunched into that um i've you see that um in wrestling we've seen that kind of fall <laughs> yeah and the, the people it's have broken broken necks because of that move and that turf is much harder than the, uh, the ring i think he looks yeah.
3: he looked really fine after the game no,
1: yeah, he mean, was I
2: but, mean, you've got to trust the doctor, no. just, it just looked bad. But
1: he wasn't he wasn't the same player in that second half. No. He was the, not not as good as in the first half. It d- was the
3: third sub used? It wasn't, was it? No. It was much no, it and, uh, yeah. much and uh, mosquito, yeah. yeah.
1: That's because the player all the other players know I, I was her surprised do, her, her, didn't
3: come that's up. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I that's gonna move me into onto the ugly side, which for me was that bench. And I asked Robo this after the match. That was a like when it went to one nil when it was half time. You're looking at that bench and you're looking at the guys on it, and there's nobody there that struck you as, Yeah, that guy's going to come on, grab the game by the scruff of the neck, and be the difference maker. That was not a good bench.
1: No, and why do you have, like, for example, much Juarez and Felipe on yeah, that same three bench? Very, very similar. Well, players. no, I think it I should th- only
3: be two of them. Well, someone in the stadium today was saying, I think it was, oh man, who was it now? I can't remember who it was, but was basically saying like after Gazal, Juarez was the centre back cover in that in that eighteen.
2: Yeah. To me they should have had De Young on the bench because then that would have negated the issue of what what they then were going to yeah, do. Yeah, what they stuck doing, yeah.
1: Yeah. In fact, going just back and you guys, to the bad. And you, and you guys said he's not injured at all. No. Just Young just, is uh, not injured. No. Yeah, this no. is a decision. Yeah.
2: Just to go slightly back to the bad, I want to touch on Alfonso Davies because he was a fish out of water at left back. And it kind of plays into the ugly side, and that if they'd had De Jong on the bench, De Jong as your sub, yep. would have been the obvious thing. And, and y- then, you were saying, Steve, they were talking about that on the radio. That there was another option that Robo was. Well, the,
1: he he meant, Robo himself mentioned that the other option was putting Franklin at right back and moving Jake to left back, which I don't mind. No, If it means uh, Davies never goes up, him. there. I'd, yeah,
2: I'd rather probably have a fullback as a fullback than Fonsey. But Fonzie. he
1: he felt like the, uh, uh, Bravo felt like putting Mosquita in and moving uh, Davies to the back was a more positive going like attacking. Well, it, move. it
2: was, and you had to chase the game at that point.
1: Yeah, but Fonsey
2: got pulled into the middle yeah. so often. Yeah, part of it was because Henry was then kind of. He was yep. a centre back playing right in the centre of the, yeah. the ball. Because Watson was pulling, and then everybody, everybody, was. Yeah, yeah, it was just. A, and then that's what left
1: Barry the, is
3: with so much room. Well, the thing also in the stadium that was kind of scary, looking at it, it, was I did not like how when Nico came on, that uh, Jordy went left. So not only mm-hmm. did you have Alfonso at left back, which at least he's played there a bunch this year. I would probably prefer, as much as I don't want him to play left back, I'd probably prefer him as as opposed to having Jake or Sean, uh, you know, in there. Um, but, but with Fonzie and uh, Alfonso and, and Jordy on that left side, it was kind of like you're just asking to be hit on the counter with, yeah. with, with Reyna tucking inside, him overlapping. You, you, you could sucker punch on the counter. But just on top of that, neither of them are like – like sure, with Davies, it's the athleticism and the speed that he can recover. But Jordy not the most defensive of players, especially when you put him out wide, right? Like, Yeah. J- Jordan much didn't –
2: he was he no. was good when he came on. He didn't do himself He gave bad, the ball away yeah. a,
3: few, a
1: couple too many times. Yeah,
2: but on the whole, I quite liked that. But again, he's not a guy you look at on the bench and go, oh, he's going to come on and, and change the game. It's like, where's Blondell, your guy that you spent over a million for, can't even make the bench? Where's the Jong, a Canadian international, can't even make the bench? It's just, it's very, Brick Shea, Obviously, he had his art show tonight, and I believe he's just become a dad. Yes, he has.
3: So, well, Robo
1: said he was tired from the whole week. Yeah, Maybe he wasn't. Uh, yeah, up he's for been. Much.
3: Yeah, he hasn't. Hadn't, hadn't slept as much. Not as. But regularly. he would have
2: been the good option as well to come on at halftime as a. Did as you a make player. it to the art show? I didn't. Did you?
3: No, no I didn't. Uh,
2: what was, um, but,
1: it, it, it was a good cause, though. I yeah. did, yeah.
2: Ronald, oh, McDonnell- yeah. Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald I did get a message from Children's. our good friend Har, Harjit Jaha, who said that apparently his paintings are very expensive. <laughs> yeah. But she didn't buy lot- any? No. I don't th- well, she didn't say. There's also a lot of Whitecaps players there as, oh, I'm as sure. well. So it, it was very good cause and, and a yeah. good turnout. But we'll be back talking a little bit more about the Dallas game, hearing from both coaches and what this defeat means to the playoffs and how MLS West shaped up this week, after this.
4: Hello,
5: it's Kai Kumar, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
6: This is the sound of Jumpy the Cat. Jumpy was found on the side of the street after he'd been hit by a car. Without the help of Arnold Schwarzenegger's cat sanctuary... Jumpy would have been dead. For just one pound a month you can feed 20 cats and have some change left over for toys and blankets. Star of the silver screen and leading political figure, Arnold Schwarzenegger, has opened a cat sanctuary in Prostatin, and he needs your help. Without your donations, many cats will end up with broken legs or even dead. So far, Arnold has saved over 12 cats, but he can't do it alone. Remember, every penny helps. If I can get enough money, I can build a cat ambulance. So next time you see a dead cat, spare a thought for Arnold Schwarzenegger's cat sanctuary, Pristatin. Without your help, I will have to kill the cats, and I don't want that to happen. Arnold Schwarzenegger's cat sanctuary, Pristatin.
2: of the show Goldie Looking Chain there and by any means necessary and they were meant to be on the show tonight I had Aww. an interview lined up with Goldie Looking Chain yesterday but they had a gig in Northampton and we couldn't make the time work and then we were in the car and it wasn't good quality but we're going to get them on later in the year so Legends of GLC will be back but that was Goldie Looking Chain by any means necessary I like Goldie Looking Chain
1: I think they are friends of the show
2: I think they are too We're going to have Reese and maybe Eggsy on, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. And you are listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR radio. But yeah, any means necessary there. And it's kind of got to that stage now for the Whitecaps that they have to try and get into the playoffs by any means necessary. The defeat today has dropped the Whitecaps down to eighth. But they're still just four points out of the playoffs. Every rainy piss cloud has a kind of silver lining, I guess. I guess is, that, so. is that the phrase? I, I think know.
1: so. Something like that. You got it. You're got you close.
2: Yeah. Are we done? Is
1: there hope? Four points, it's, not it's, a lot. It's such slim hope. It's mm. like like the door's barely open. Um, They have to have everything go right for them at this point. For the, And I don't see that happening based on the season and what's going on. Why would it change you now? You're you the optimist in there's the stills. There's still time. There's no, actually, time. I, I, th- I think I think I'm usually the optimist compared to Zach.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, with everything going on at the football club, there's some some reasons why I, I would love to see things go into the playoffs. Uh, uh, and there's obviously reasons why it's maybe let's get the season over with to focus on next year. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, there's five games left.
2: And we've talked, probably needed four wins from the six. Now we need four from five. Four from five. Have to win our home games, we said. Lost two home games in a row. Given up two goals again. Didn't ask Kendall that this week, since he didn't like the question last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he might have hit me this week. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. We'll talk a little bit more about What's happened in MLS this week in this part But before we get to that Let's hear from both head coaches It's a little bit of a long one this week But Steve went to speak to Oscar Perea Happy guy Yeah, and I got to speak to Robo, Who, not so happy guy
7: What's your uh, overall thoughts on the match and how it went for you guys. I thought it was uh, a great game uh, from our side. I think one of not just one of the most important games and victories in the year, but the whole performance was very correct and complete. The discipline, the organization, and the response that the players had towards the game plan, it was excellent, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm very proud to see these guys just get those three points against a good side it, it was a very, a very very good performance
1: um, in the past FC Dallas has had great home field advantage um, but you know they kind of lacked it on the road this year you guys are putting it all together on the road too what, what's the difference this year
7: I think we have increased our commitment and responsibility uh, with uh, with the defensive part of the game and and going on the road when you have teams that have the initiative, and 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 obviously they go look for their goals, trying to take advantage of of, of their their plays. You need to be extra disciplined And and at time this year we have we have increased that part, and that made me proud. But also the change of the models during the year and the flexibility has helped us as well. Just to have different. Uh, ways to to find the points, and, and and the boys are doing a great job on that.
1: The set pieces, obviously, you scored on both set, like two set pieces. Is that another commitment to the road game, getting goals any way you can?
7: Right, especially the way this group has worked uh, on the set place uh, with with uh, Jose Maria Oazan and and Marco Ferrucci. They're they are doing a terrific job on on preparing all those. Actions with a lot of responsibility and then today the game reward them both and the coaches and, and the players uh are understanding that those set plays are, are, are very crucial the way, the way you want to get points also sometimes in the play an open play but sometimes it's in a foul it's in a corner it's in a throwing and avoiding them because we played today probably against the, one of the best teams in the, in the league uh, uh, on set plays and, and we did well
1: um, you're top of the table now. Uh, how important it is to maintain that, considering how tough this Western Conference is? And you want to get that home field advantage.
7: Well, we can have the time, we get at the time. I said we have uh, we have important game in Portland, but today uh, the points were massive for us. Um, obviously, happy to be back in the first place, uh, but the journey journey is long still.
1: We have to ask you the Alfonso Davies question because he's going to Europe. Uh, in your opinion, like what, what makes him good enough to get to Europe? And do you think he has the ability to succeed there as
7: well? Amazing player. Amazing player. Uh, I, it was very difficult for us to control him with his speed and his ability, the way he changed rhythm and the way he changed from the right to the left. He created a lot of problems, and unfortunately, we control mostly of them. But he's a very excellent player. Thank you very much.
4: Is there a word that uh, you can use to describe
0: tonight? Can I use two? You can. Same again. Because after a lot of hard work getting back into the game from a, a real poor first goal, uh, we can see in the 86th minute with eight people in the box and someone free, which has probably been. A fair assessment of the season, and I just told him in there that it's the game is pretty close with most teams week in, week out, and it comes down to the little details. Everyone works as hard as everyone, everyone tries, everyone runs and tackles, but it's the details in your job when there's set pieces, when there's the transitions that decide games. And today, credit to Dallas. Score of two set pieces, really bad from our point of view, but that, that's been our season and it's my responsibility. I'm in charge. I'm the leader. I'm the captain of the ship, as you put it. So my fault that we lost today.
4: Do those two words also uh, count towards the last five minutes of each half? I mean...
0: <laughs> Possibly. I, if you look at the season, I think it's been periods of games, you know, where, when there's a set piece. It's not a resting time, it's a talking time. I don't think we've got enough talkers when the, the ball is dead and good teams are able to play, switch on and play quick and things like that but both balls, both set pieces were actually settled it wasn't a quick set piece that'd but I wouldn't say it's the five minutes of each half I think we've done that across the, across the board all season as I said, it's my responsibility I'm the manager, I'm in charge
2: You're down to eighth now but still just four points out of the playoff place what is the message to the team now?
0: keep fighting. Uh, I said, if you want to fight and you want to, you know, individually and collectively, we're all fighting. Yeah, we're disappointed. But, you know, if, if we're being honest, we've not quite been good enough in the last two games. We've doesn't matter how you play. I think there wasn't too much in the game today, chances wise, things like that. But last week's a perfect example. we play great and lose. So we're at that stage where that doesn't matter. It's not about how you play. It's about trying to get points on the board. And we've got no points in two home games after winning three or four out of five or six so it's uh it comes back to me coach how do you approach that la game obviously they've yeah. won they've leapfrogged you it's going to be a tough match it was always going to be because you know there's probably two or three teams fighting for one place or, or four teams fighting for two places so we know they're a good team they got good players but can't be fearful as you said there we we approached this match as if we could win it and i thought we played in third gear in the first half and then switched off the set piece but Second half, we played better, uh, but again, it cost, cost us towards the end of the game, but we'll go there and we'll have a look, we'll have a game with them, it'll be good. We like going to LA uh, and we've got a win because if it's not, it's uh, put your big boy pants on or go home. That's the reality of it. Does it feel like the playoff chances of the team making it are slipping or they're taking another hit? Well, it's disappointing, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you know, a point wouldn't have been a bad result for us, uh, but we threw that away we've done a lot of times this year so we'll keep fighting strange things happen in football i'll say that and i do believe there'll be one team whether it's on on the east coast or the west coast that surprises a few people and we've got to believe it's us they'll be disappointed today the boys are are very emotional in there Uh, i'm emotional for them Uh, i picked the team as i said i'm in charge so my responsibility which i'll keep reiterating
2: when, when you look at your bench today, do you feel you've got enough difference makers when you need to bring someone on that you can bring someone on to, to turn the game?
0: Well, we've got good players, um, but that shows what the, the starting boys have done. Uh, they deserve to play again this week, even though we lost last week. I thought the performance was very good, but, you know, difference makers, what do you class as a difference maker? Do you class as an attacking player or a defending player? We weren't very attacking on the bench today. Um, we've got good players but, and some of them will get a run out next week because you know, we're down to the last few games and we need to win You know, it's going to LA and getting a, a point so I think, I'm sure the game will be wide open against a very good team we've got a good result today but do I think we've got enough players we've got a good squad in there we've got a really uh, vibrant team that are disappointed today um, and there's people that are left out of the 18 today for various reasons So, um, but we've not quite been good enough
8: He's the gaffer. You can't try it up with him.
6: He's the gaffer. Even when he's on a limb, he's a gaffer. When his back's against the wall, has the answer to it all. He's a
2: gaffer. The gaffer there. For, for how much longer?
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, sorry, I'm not Steve laughing at, didn't, at st- I know, Steve didn't go with what we'd set up there. <laughs> oh, so sorry, I was, I was
1: checking on something else. Um,
2: yeah. So, he, uh, yeah. have we got our big boy pants on? That's one of the
3: questions to come out of that.
1: I do today. Actually, I'm wearing jeans for the first time in a long time. Oh,
3: I haven't worn jeans since, I don't know, elementary school. Are,
1: are all your pants big boy pants?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he sounded deflated. Dallas were obviously pumped. As if you saw their Twitter, they were celebrating as if they'd won the MLS Cup in the locker room afterwards. It was a little bit of an over. I don't know. It's just an overreaction. They, ha- they, is it they the have first gone top winning, of the West. Is it but, their
1: first win in BC plays? I think it is. I can't remember them winning before. They're always they're either drawn or lost. I I don't recall a win for them. I mean,
3: in a yeah, that. because there was the there was the game in um, at Empire. Did they win that one when Johnny Johnny Leathers broke the. Ankle that might have been a draw too. Of David Ferreira, do you remember that?
1: Yeah, we talked about it actually in the upstairs. Mm. Oh yeah, we did. We did talk about about that today. We blamed the rest of MLS for us uh, for thinking it was a fake injury because we didn't know. You everybody have to told us he was faking all the time. Yeah,
2: and he's a Dallas diver. Hints us having the diving sacks. Man,
3: today there was a lot of game management on their behalf today. Yes, a lot of their guys did go down rather easily. It was so humid in there. Or when the one the position. one guy the one guy was like 5 yards from the from the touchline and then like the, the he was injured and the guy the physio came on or whatever and instead of walking the 5 feet off the touchline, he walked to the, like to the corner like When you like, have oh, people
1: from Dallas coming all the way over here and that their their temperature and they come up here in the our heat you gotta expect them you can't expect them not to get craps they get get woozy as well because they're they're not used to
2: but I would do the same thing it's like I can't really knock them for that it's horrible to see when it's not your team I don't think it
1: would take much for you to go down with craps or something no No. I'd go down at the slightest
2: thing Robbo does he hang on till the end of the season I mean if I, we need to get a doomsday clock so it's like slowly ticking down so we know exactly when the season is officially no done.
1: doomsday clock actually we move it as it gets closer to the doomsday yeah we we physically move it not not a ticking down
2: oh so we have to well we'll, we'll get well we
1: will we'll say right now it would be eleven thirty. okay i'll bring
2: one next week and you can play with my clock and I, then
3: we'll we'll get I'm, it all up and i really read. like your shirt
2: oh thank you
1: it's very nice it's the church of star wars Oh
3: okay. Oh, it's a the stained glass stained glass window. Okay, yeah, nice. No. Yeah, okay, it's not really relevant. <laughs> no, it
1: isn't. But <laughs> how often are <do> you relevant?
2: <laughs> True. And this is our three hundredth show, and we're going to have a bit of fun. So, um, but yeah. No. Okay. Th- does Robble make it to the end of the season? If the say the play, if we lose to LA next week, it's done. It's. I'd say it's a hundred
1: percent done. I still think they don't. Mathematically, take no. But I, I don't, do you, Do you get rid of him then? I don't think they fire him. I think they keep him on till the end of the mm. year.
3: We know. what... Th- w- we know these people well. They don't like to pay people out for things. No. right? Well, like, they'll have to pay him out anyway. No, but... Uh, no matter when they sack him, they're going to have to pay him out.
2: He's got a contract till 2020. Right, okay, so... And is it better to have a manager gone when you know he's not coming back or
3: a manager that's hanging on as a lame duck manager for four weeks? Yeah, but this is not... That's not what they do. Like... They, the same thing with Martin Rennie. He was gone as the moment they did not win the Voyagers Cup. Yeah. He was gone. And, and they, th- kept but they kept him. him. And they yeah. kept him. That was like June. They kept They kept him all along. For me, they the strung right all those now, people along. The
1: only person they sacked early was Tater. That's the only yeah, person the, the, they ever the, t- 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 And, they and they seven re- or eight years they regret later, regret they're like, oh, thing. maybe that was a mistake. Yeah. 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 But
2: we, we called it with Michael Stara. He's been sacked to San Jose's coach. He's gone now, giving them the time now to find
1: the replacement and to plan in advance for next season. Was he sacked after the midweek game, or before? I can't remember. Because they, killing, it was it was, after, they came, it was after they came so close to beating Atlanta too.
3: It was after San Jose. I don't was. know if you guys
1: saw those highlights. I don't know if we're discussing those ones. They were they were going to go up four one. Mm. Wando scored the goal, and they got var reversed a call of a handball by a San Jose player. And it ended up being three two, and they yeah. won, Atlanta won four three. To be fair, one.
2: though, Landon Donovan
3: was doing the VAR that night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve, it was after San Jose lost. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. If well, you remember, so that's, we'll have to that's, try. It's hard to narrow down. down. Yeah,
2: but no, it's, the Quakes are doing the right thing. They're now planning for next season now, and you look at the list
1: of who says the Vancouver uh, is not planning at the, the head office. They're just, they're they just they might. Doing. Yeah,
2: I guess they might be planning. But oh, I they're ha- planning, but yeah. they're they can't maybe speak to certain people. Yeah. And somebody, though, that the Quakes have spoken to is the guy that I was going to say we, I can't speak for all of us, but I want for the job, Mark DeSantos. And he's one of the guys that. But he's one of a few. This week. He was at the game on Wednesday, so Stara was fired before Wednesday. Okay. So he was at the game on Wednesday. He's been at a game before. He took San Francisco Deltas to the NFL Championship. No, no, he he, he won it with them.
3: Yeah, he mm. took it, them oh. to the championship. Oh, okay, sorry. I, said, I thought you said championship game. No. Sorry. And I won't text you about that.
2: He's got, he's got connections in the area. He liked the area. So already they're speaking to him. Now that can work one of two ways. That might just be Mark DeSantis kind of getting his stock up a little bit. For sure. Because now anyone else, us, that might be interested in him, it's not, then, as cheap to get him. Yeah, or, no, they're going to have to open the, the well, check. He, he can make his demands as to what he
1: wants from the club. But, so, but so, there are other names that are involved in well, this, Well, there's right? some big names. Yeah. Caleb Porter.
3: <laughs> so one of the things that I really interested to know is, is when you look at what's happened with Vancouver and coaches in the MLS era is, uh, I, I can't remember if we talked about this way back in the day when some of this stuff was happening, but uh, the uh, MLS was not happy with the Whitecaps and how they hired Martin Rennie in terms of they only like interviewed one person and and whatever so they my understanding is i think a few people have told me this over the years is they basically forced Vancouver to interview a minimum of 5 people so that's why they had you know it was you know Jes- oh, yeah. Jesse Marsh and Bob Bradley Robin Fraser um Robo was i think one of the five and there was one other one i can't remember who the other one was but like it was like force upon them so I want wonder- Bradley no, what I, about, oh, did I think said Bob. Anyways, they, I don't know how much MLS will be meddling in what Vancouver's process this time, or in strongly encouraging, or, or, or whatever. But you but yeah, you got to think it uh, from everything that people are talking about, right? When you have when you have like the ticketing department basically just telling people like, oh yeah, we're getting a new coach, we're getting we're getting DPS, like we've talked about in previous shows or whatever. That they have a list. They have a list of people they're looking at. They. Uh, they're evaluating them, you know, their pros and cons. They're probably yeah. but
2: it, the problem. Might be if they don't act quickly, other teams might get rid of their coaches before the end of the right. season and appoint right. someone that the yeah. Whitecaps want before the end of the season.
3: Right. Well, that happened before here too. With yeah. How they the whole stringing Frank Yallop along and all that kind of stuff that how that played out.
2: If we quickly rattle through what happened, just the games that's relevant to to, to us in
3: the MLS West. Yeah. Midweek. Can we also talk about Toronto against Deadpool? That does not affect oh, us. Oh, it was so funny. Did well, you see actually, it? it
2: does affect us. We will come to that. Okay. Shush. okay. Portland won midweek against Columbus.
1: Not
5: good. I
2: thought that was bad. Yeah. But then they
1: lost on Saturday. Which is was good. good.
2: <laughs> so they, that kind of balanced itself That was out.
1: unexpected, too, to Minnesota, losing to them. Yeah. It's hilarious. And Boxer got the winner. Yeah. Yes,
2: I know. That was a shock. As hilarious as Seattle's loss to Philly was, I didn't think it was going to help us much. And yeah. then... Today, they, lost to they got hammered. They're now on a losing streak, which sadly we could not start.
1: They lost to the Ibra- ibrahimovichers
2: mm. And Ibrahimovich was a yellow card away from missing next week's game with us, and he didn't get it. Oh, so he will play next retroactively? week. retroactively? We can, we can try. We can go through the game tape with a fine-tooth comb and see what we can find.
3: Do the Whitecaps have any appeals left? Or what are those, or are those, I guess, get someone on your own, own team you can do that with. Yeah, we could make an anonymous phone call. I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm, I have watched. I am VAR.
2: LAFC beat San Jose 2-0 Good. in the first match on Saturday. Walker's MMA got Brace. a double. Yeah. Now, that moved the, the newbies up to second temporarily, but it was another blank from Wondo. I don't know if he's going to get the record this year, and I don't know if he'll come back next year. So.
1: I think he comes back next year. I think if he doesn't get new, it, he has now to. Now that they've fired the coach and they, uh, they're bringing in yeah. somebody else, mm. I think that would invigorate him. Yeah, maybe if his
2: assistant player. Coach. I still hope he gets in the Yeah. Now, just what the doctor ordered in Atlanta. And just what Steve predicted. Yes. That was a hard prediction, though. The Five Stripes got three points. Yeah. And it clinched them a first round playoff bye. Did mean, no that we can't win the Supporter Shield. And you're talking about Atlanta by five yeah, Stripes. Oh yeah, you should mention and it, it, Eight years of Supporter Shield heartbreak. Yeah. We're going to do it one year. We're gonna win that meaningless trophy. It it's kept It is uh, meaningless. meaningless. Does it get us into Champions League? No. Does it get us into the MLS Cup final? No. Where does it get us? Michael,
3: things have meaning because we give them meaning.
2: Oh. Oh, that's deep man. I didn't think pot was legalized the next month. <laughs> but uh, yeah, RSL. Atlanta beat RSL. Yep. So that just kept them five ahead of the caps with a game extra played. We'd won today Two points With a game in hand But that Didn't no, happen either no. Then After taking two points Off RSL last week Minnesota helped us Even further As we talked about By beating Portland yep. So that was great Philly followed up Their midweek win Over Seattle By beating Sport and KC Which was a big shock But does not help? Well Does it maybe indicate That KC aren't That strong on the road And it, does it give us oh, hope Oh gotcha, gotcha Am I clutching at straws?
1: Yeah, clutching a straws.
2: Yeah. Well, will Johnny Russell get a restraining
1: order. Which you better clutch as soon as possible because they are uh, making illegal straws, plastic straws. Yeah, well, so I'll clutch I'll, them. I'll, I'll use. What are
3: we going to use for uh, for people who still want to use straws? Are they going to make them out of something else?
1: I think you could you get your own, bring your own straw, maybe uh, right.
3: worms.
2: You just blow the inside out and then you suck your stuff up. Trust me, it works. And if you haven't got all the worm off, I uh, it's just it's for, for the bit, record, I'm against
3: use, the straws. I. What about worms? Uh, for fishing, well, for anything. Oh,
2: I... hmm. But yeah, LA Seattle today was the big game. Yeah, didn't go well for the Whitecaps. Possibly, yeah. I... Seattle lost. I don't think we're catching Seattle. I, I used to, like unless the... they're going
1: on a losing streak. Uh... Maybe they're they've exhausted all their wins.
3: I used to like that game with the worms. What was it called? Where the worms were on the thing, you had to shoot them off. What was that called? Mm. Something worms. Shoot the C- worms? Computer game. It was a video game. Oh, it was called Worms. Yeah, yeah, okay. Worms Armageddon. I think. That was the
2: second one. Yeah, oh, first okay, one was yeah. just Worms. I that was great. It, I have it
3: for the PS2. That was great. That game. We'll we'll have a we'll have a Worms week
2: <laughs> in the off season, which starts next week. Everyone. <laughs> one thing worth mentioning, just to wrap this segment up, and this is where we can come to TFC, and it's kind of forgotten in all of this. Oh. The CSA haven't yet yes. said how next year's Canadian Championship is going to be based, but you have they're, to
1: think because you're waiting for to see how results. <laughs> also, <laughs> don't know how
2: many teams are going to be in yeah. it. But MLS positioning is still likely to have something to do with the seeding. And right now, we just have the edge over Montreal. Well, we did. I don't know how Montreal got on this weekend. Oh, yeah, draw, draw. It was a yeah. draw. Okay, one. so Montreal possibly have the edge over us now, but I think they've played an extra game. Yeah, I think so. Toronto is going to be out of it, so we have got a chance of being first seed. So there is that to play for, at least.
3: Yeah, we're level on points, but they've played one more game. Silver
2: linings. Anyway, enough of the, the Whitecaps chat for now, or at least current Whitecaps. We're going to talk about some past and some future stuff
6: after this. I'm David Edgar, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Hi Jeff, you look amazing. Where did you get that thing on your face? Do you find shaving boring, painful and arduous? Can't find the type of razor to suit your skin's needs? Then why not try having a beard? Beards. Yes, the beard is guaranteed to give you 100% satisfaction and a look that will make you feel like a king. A king with a beard. Beard. Beards not only look good and feel great, they get respect. Just look at math teachers, history teachers and scientists the world over. Beards. Need somewhere to store unwanted morsels of food when you're on the go? Then look no further. Beards. As endorsed by Terry Wade Abraham Lincoln, Uncle Albert, Molly Fools and Horses, Peter Sarkliff and Noel Evans, and
7: many, many, many more. Beards,
6: in conjunction with the National Beard Registry, terms and conditions apply. Not available for women.
2: Welcome back to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. Chaz and Dave, there, snooker loopy. And it's with a heavy heart that we play that song, Chaz is dead. The could die so young, 74. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: you set me up there. I didn't know you were going to do that. To Chaz and Dave... They were and- a com- com- comedy group? Um, kinda. They've
2: got a lot of football songs which I did have lined up for next year for Wavelength. Because to be honest, they're not very good and they're all about Tottenham. But one of them, I was a famous one which you might have ever heard, like Aussies on his way to Wembley and stuff. No, no. Oh, okay. Well, that was Chaz and Dave, but they've been together for over fifty years.
1: (laughs) Give us another one. Maybe we heard of this one. Uh
2: rabbit, 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 rabbit.
3: No, no. I have another. Okay, (laughs) good. no, not that one either. Will, Will Silver has messaged message in the show saying, damn, Michael has to tell me these things with a picture of his map from his phone of him in north the Northern United Kingdom. Yes, in north, I know. Northampton where uh, Will Silver should the... have
2: been at Goldie, Luke and should have I been. I, I am, I'm disgusted. It was yeah. only 10 pounds to get in. Oh, Bargain. Sh- shocking miss. Yeah. But yeah, poor, poor Chaz and Dave. Um, well,
1: Chaz. Dave's okay, I guess. Well,
2: Dave's missing his friend. Okay. We're going to have a, a bit of fun for the rest of the show. It's the 300th episode. So we're bringing back our favourite segments, lots of our food segments and stuff. We're playing music and stuff by some of our favourite bands. So we had Goldie, Luke and Shane earlier. Obviously, wavelength is coming up and we have a double wavelength in this show. So kick this, seg- this part off with a question. Mm-hmm. We're hearing a lot of murmurs recently that this off-season is going to be a complete overhaul for the club on the coaching side, on the playing side coaching side as well possibly going into the residency there may be some sort of big departures there some of the the coaches have already moved on to to other opportunities as well and on the playing side it looks like that the squad the mls squad could be blown up and i know we've talked about it you guys don't really want it blown up but the question i have for you is if we're being honest here and putting aside your personal feelings as to how much you like players and, and stuff Looking at non-Canadians because I think they're the ones that's maybe going to be safe. Who do we really care about losing here? Like, is there any players that, if they weren't back next year, we we really would be gutted?
3: I'll start, Alfonso de <laughs> Well, that's, that's I said non-Canadian. Okay. Oh wait, I will be supporting him fully next year. <laughs> I mean, oh it, non, sorry, non-Canadian. Yeah,
2: is there any? Oh I mean, not? like no, for me, Kai. Wait, you,
3: you're already taking out the Canadians. Wow. Well, they're
2: they're all going to be here. It's like you pretty much know that they're going to be back. Okay. So for me. Kai, Kendall, who I don't think will be here, probably Jake Narvinsky, and probably Stefan Marinovich. Yeah. We can easily get another goalkeeper. I just like talking to Stefan. He's great fun. Yeah, But I, I think those four, for me, are the only ones I really sure, want to the, keep. Kai, Kendall, Kai, Stefan. Kendall, Jake, and Stefan. Is there a, like, realistically, is there any other... Player that you think, yeah, he has to be back next year for Uh, us. uh,
1: There's nobody really that has to be back, but like a a player that I wouldn't mind coming back is Jordi Reyna if he he plays the at you know consistently at the top the way he was uh, for a couple stretches this year. I think he would be invaluable, but see, then for me, the problem
2: is his he's so inconsistent. That's the problem. The
3: good he's in MLS for a reason,
2: yeah. (laughs) The good Reyna, yeah, love him back, then consistent Reyna. I'm pretty sure we can find somebody else out there that can do what he can do. and might have a bit more consistency.
1: One guy who I think uh, we'll probably be back because he's good value for money would be Aaron Mond of the. Mon- oh Canadians. yeah, yeah. Oh for sure. Aaron- I think he's shown his that that he's good for the. Uh, he's he's not uh, going to be a superstar. He's probably willing to play a third center back role if they got two other center backs. So he, he he's a guy who uh, similar to Russell, similar to Eric Hurtado,
3: doesn't need the limelight.
1: And is willing to put on like uh, be a worker.
3: I think uh, non Canadians. I think yeah, Ka- Kai and Kendall. I, I-, I think there's. A- I-, I think there's a chance Kendall's not back, but I also think there's a chance he is back. To be
2: honest, he hasn't like excelled. I think to the level that might have if he's looking for a, a move to Europe, for example. I don't know that there's teams over there that no. would want to bring him.
1: Like what? Well, like a team? Team sees him on the team, and maybe they look at the goals allowed for the team for the season they see it's like what 50 whatever right. or whatever it is yeah. in, in but, a, but to be, 60, be fair
3: to be fair not to try and quote him from last week that's not an always no, an individual no. No. thing
1: but people will but look at the captain of the team and then they'll also
3: maybe go and look at like what was it 2015 when they were like that, part yeah, of exactly those, you know
2: yeah but then they can look at 2016 where it wasn't good so I mean you can do all that kind of stuff but it,
3: so, so no who else, the yeah. other person uh who i Um, Can I talk about uh, I sent you a message About this last week About someone who we thought Is not going to be back But that's maybe not true Yeah Okay Yeah. So I I looked in I did some more digging Into the Nico Mosquito to Scandinavia I'd heard he was going to Norway Right And I hear that That's not true But it was possible. It's, it was so, oh, it's fallen it was. through. I, I, I want to say it might
1: not be true, but it was solid speculation.
3: Fallen, fallen through? No. I, but not there, there was interest. There was interest. Interest, I think. But I don't. my understanding is that that's not happening.
2: Hmm. So, so we may have him So back.
3: anyone who made like a farewell and joined St. navy event.
2: Yeah. I, I don't want him back anyway because, again, he's too inconsistent. I just want to blow this up and just get... Right.
3: Well, th- but that's the thing. That's, that's going to happen. If, if, yeah. if Robbo, the, if the coaching staff goes, oh, yeah. most of the players are going to want to go. So, so here's the fun thing we're going to do now.
2: So let's just assume we've blown the team up. Mm. And there's obviously, if you blow the team up, there's going to be body parts everywhere. So we're coming up to Halloween. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. Maybe our I new... like the
9: Christmas games better.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe our new coach <laughs> is going to be Dr. Frankenstein. And maybe he could fi- help us find our perfect player, our perfect man perfect mind and body Sing the German band Rage. I'm sure you're very aware of their work.
3: Uh I'm familiar with Rage Against the Machine, but mm, not, Rage, not, not from, Rage from Solid from, Man. Yeah.
2: So we're looking for the perfect man. The angst of my youth. We're looking for the perfect player. So if we were to dissect the current White Cap squad, like literally, chop them up, <laughs> put some composite parts together. Mm-hmm. Which parts of which players in the current White Caps team would make your perfect white cap? So we're looking like whose speed? Who's build? Who's grit? Who's tackling? Who's aerial ability? Who's left foot? Who's right foot?
1: Who's head? I was in a dark place
3: when yeah, I rolled this. This is segment. really <laughs> weird. So, mostly, most of that's Alfonso Davies, although you want probably someone no, else's right foot.
1: Speed for sure, Alfonso Davies. Speed. And left foot. Left foot. How about Russell Tiber's left foot?
3: No, no, I think no? it's a pretty good left foot. I, I want Kai Kamara's head. Yeah, I figured you would. That makes sense.
1: Watson's body.
2: Build. Old, yeah, yep, because then you've got a tall guy. Yeah. Uh, tackling David Gizal? David Norman David Norman Gizal? Oh, Gizal. no
3: let's go I'll go David Norman for sure
2: who's grit I'm gonna go Russell
3: yeah Russell oh yeah or and, Rus- endurance endurance grit dude. tenacity endurance, endurance yeah. kind of thing combination
2: okay so that right this is good so let's let's work down we've got Kai Kamara's head yeah on Kendall Waston's body yeah David Norman's tackling Russell Tiberts grit yep yeah. Alphonso Davies, speed. Speed. And left foot. And left foot. So who, we need a right foot. Whose right mm. foot do we get?
3: Jordy? Nick? Ne- uh,
2: mm. Jack? Yeah, Jordy. Jordy's right foot.
1: And arms? Why would you need arms? Yeah. you avoid R- had balls if you have arms. Oh, yeah. So just Armless, armless.
3: Or, or T'Chara's so. arm. Perfect. So is this small? Awesome. Kendall's body, T'Chara's arm. This is weird. <laughs> Fantastic. This is... So, so if, if somebody
2: has if some artistic yeah, ability, please can draw, draw this <laughs> or do, It's called Photoshop. Photoshop. Yeah, Photoshop <laughs> yeah. That would be fantastic. <laughs> God, out of Th- this is better. Well, than Well, you the- have Alfonso Davies' legs right. too.
3: Okay, who's right foot though? Who do we? Go? Oh, Yordi. Yeah, Yordi, Sorry.
2: Now we talked about the White Whitecaps playoff hopes taking a battering, like a fish and chip shop. Oh. So it's time for one of our regular segments, where Kai Kamara talks fish and chips.
8: It's fish and and fish my oh my what a wonderful dish put some salt and vinegar on and you be licking your lips
2: so you decide to have some fish and chips um what would what would be your favorite kind of fish
5: to have with that oh that's a tough question my favorite fish to have of fish and chips um i'm gonna say a snapper Oh I yeah, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think I want to say snapper, but I, I definitely do love fish and chips. It's weird because when you go get it, you usually don't request your own specific fish. Do you over oh, here?
2: Yeah, because you huh. you can usually choose. You can have like whether you want halibut or cod or haddock or oh, never snapper. Done you that. might be struggling to find. But <laughs> I'm I'm next to the water, so I'm sure they have everything yeah, here. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. do. Do you like to have it with salt, salt and vinegar, salt and sauce?
5: I uh, just add a little bit of ketchup on it. Oh. Yes. Excellent.
8: How much is the fish? How much is the fish? How much is the chips? Does the fish have chips? How much is the fish? How much is the chips? How much is the fish? Does the fish have chips?
2: I was a little bit surprised that you could choose what kind of fish you had. I'm a yeah. I'm a haddock person.
3: I like haddock, but I don't have it enough. I like had- not enough I, enough. I like halibut. Ooh, Ooh you're, you're f- fancy,
1: expensive. I know that's why I don't do that often. But if I if I do regularly, I, I, it's love, cod. Well, I Kai love cod. Well, Kai wants red snapper, so he's kind well, of you fancy know, as well. I don't eat fish and chips regularly, so that's why I can go halibut when I want. I don't.
3: I don't know if you can do it with fish and chips so much, but I also this would be more expensive. But I love me some sablefish.
2: I have never had. I don't one. know if you can do it. I've had a grouper when I was down in Florida. Fascinating chat we have in our show. It's better than talking about white caps, let's, let's be honest. But we are going to talk about white caps. It was a sad day. Well, we, we've talked about present white caps. We talked about future with this hybrid player that we've just built there. Let's uh, go. I don't think
3: the white caps could afford that player. Let's go Except into the past.
2: It's a special 300th episode, so we had to get a special player interview. And that special player is. Whitecaps legend Jay Norley. He wears a magic hat, and when he signed for Vancouver, he said, I fancy
4: that he didn't sign for Portland or Seattle because they're shite. He signed for Vancouver because we're fucking dynamite. Uh, So, Jay, what, what was it like being back in that BC place pitch? Oh, I mean, just even walking back into the stadium, I got goosebumps, Um, you know, Vancouver means so much to me, the Whitecaps mean so much to me, and being here, walking out, looking up the Jumbotron, it just brought back memories, you know, when we transferred from uh, Empire into here, that first season, Uh, it's a beautiful place to play, it's a great city, and you know, the fans are fantastic too, just uh, listening to everybody, Uh, you know, you feel like once you're gone, you're you're forgotten, but when you come back, it's really nice that everybody still remembers. Now, you were with the Whitecaps for a lot of years, back in the
2: USL days. If you look back at your Whitecaps career, what was the biggest moment for you? Uh,
4: It would be Canada Day against Toronto when we won 1-0. Martin Martin Nash scored on a penalty kick. Um, It was just something, something happens. We were still in the NASL USL, they were MLS. You know, they didn't give us much chance in the Canadian Cup to go in there and get a a win. And and we did on their turf and for for some reason that moment just sticks with me and um, you know there's a lot of memories here I mean Empire as well too the first game walking out feeling the crowd um, it, it was just amazing right you know even back to the 2008 USL days yeah. and the Southsiders right behind you are playing Puerto Rico to win 2-1 in the finals um, uh, it, just every year uh, you know there was there was really really good bright spots but a lot of it attributes to the club and the fans. No. You might not have heard this, but a couple of weeks ago,
2: Bob Lenarduzzi was on the radio and he actually said for the first time they probably shouldn't have sacked Tater. They should have given him the whole season. No. But when you look back at that first season, do you have regret the way it worked out? Do you think it could have been different if Tater had been given more time?
4: No, you know, I think Bobby said it right. Um, I think Tater got 12 games. Um, we were an exciting team. We, we weren't put together, but we were an exciting team. We were competing. Um, and, and I agree. I think I think Tater should have had a little bit longer a shot. I think it was a tough situation when Thompson took over. Um, switched up on the lineup, and, and and then we just had no identity so uh, you know the first the first season was a learning experience and, it, and that's what the club kind of went through and they learned from it and, and you see a difference now you know you see Carl Robinson has been here for a while and he's given an honest opportunity and I, 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 I think Bobby said it right too I think Tater should have gotten an honest opportunity that first season but they've learned from it and um, you know they won't make that mistake again. You've, you've transitioned into being a commentator now how, how have you found that whole switch are you enjoying that? I do Uh, you know um, it's with uh, Real Salt Lake who drafted me so there's a lot of history there as well Um, but for me you know every game at home I get to walk out onto the pitch I get to feel the energy so when you're done it's hard uh, because you know I've done something all my life and so you miss pinging balls around catching balls so it's still an opportunity for me to feel a little bit connected uh, it's hard to step away from the game, every pro will tell you that, but it's nice that I keep, get to keep my toe in it. And like looking at
2: the playoff race right now, like we've been talking about it on our show, and we, we think it could come down to the Whitecaps and RSL. For us, RSL realistically looks like the team we could catch but it's, it's not an easy run in for them, but it's quite a good run in for RSL. How do you see RSL or the rest of this playoff race panning out?
4: Yeah, I think for, for RSL, the big thing for them is they're so good at home and yeah. they got some home stretches coming up. They got Minnesota tonight, which they, they should pull three points in that game. You know, and and this is a big one for Vancouver. Vancouver, Seattle. You got to get that six-point swing there because that last four—you know, two in the playoffs, two out of the playoffs—they all can catch each other. It's going to be tough because I don't think FC Dallas, Kansas City—I don't think they're going to slip enough to give uh, the Whitecaps an opportunity. So it's going to come down to those last three teams. If 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 RSL keeps winning, it's going to be tough for the Whitecaps to catch them. So they got to ping off teams like Seattle.
2: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Shay, and good luck. Pleasure to see you again. Thanks. Thanks. Jay Norley,
3: he is magic.
2: He wears a magic hat.
3: Yeah, do you remember oh, what's his name? I can't remember the guy's name now. I can see his face. But, um, do you remember what his like infant son ran out of the
9: field? Yeah, I was. Well, gonna, that was it. Yeah, One I was going to ask my you, best you best what, memories what of your it. favorite yeah. Jay
2: Norley moment <laughs> yeah. is. Morbital captured it, yeah. and it's up on YouTube. Oh yeah, it was because he's. This kid just Dre, runs on was the it field. Dre? Was it Dre Andre? And like Jay picks the, the kid up and he's go, whose kids this? And the game's going on. <laughs> yeah, and it's like whose kids on. this? So he saved a kid from possibly getting whacked in the head with a ball. Yeah. Um the the 2008 championship. Oh yeah. That that was my first season watching the Whitecaps. Caps. And to be fair, I think it's gone all downhill since Glory then. Really. Hunter, yeah. I started with a high and it's just been woo. I loved Jay Norley to speak to, he was a great guy, good keeper. Remember when he played the Man City game, because Joe Cannon didn't have any interest in playing in that, so Norley played the full 90 minutes. After the game, all the media went to the Man City locker room, and I was the only one that went into the White Cats locker room, so I had a great chat with Jay. No one from Man City would speak to any of the media, so then they all came back to the White Cats locker room and they'd all gone by that point. <laughs> That's what happens when you chase the big guys. But since we're reminiscing we we talked to Jay last week he was up for the Celebrities and Legends game. We'll just mention that. So some of the comments w- about Cell might be the only team we can catch. Yeah, was he a celebrity or a legend? Or a legend. He was a legend. legend. He was a double legend. legend because he played the first half in goal and then the second half he played as an outfield player. So multi talented. <laughs> but we were talking to him there about Bobby's comments recently that he's we've touched on it in the show before, that Tater should have been maybe given to the end of the season. And, I mean, it's easy to kind of speculate and you don't know f- for a certain how much difference would it have made, but do you genuinely feel it would have made much of a difference? I don't think we would have been a playoff team, but I do think we would have had a bigger well, points total. Well, the
3: aforementioned Mor- Morbidal would have kept his job. <laughs> maybe.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I don't... Oh. We would have had a better points total, I think, because I think the players were more... They more bought into uh, what Tater yeah. was doing. Yeah.
3: It was a joke. It was a, jo- it was yeah. a they, joke. Yeah. W- they man. went downhill. It was. Yeah.
2: You're talking about, I would they, talk they, about a lame they, duck they, manager. They, that was Tom Soane for most.
1: They, they of were the, essentially getting a lot year. of draws with Tater. They weren't getting the wins, but they were picking yeah. up a lot of draws. And uh, once the, that, that change happened, it just went down. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. really fast. How bad or good was that 2011 team? But
2: if you look back on it now, it, well, it definitely wasn't, wasn't the it spe- worst white cap squad an MLS era
3: well, well in terms of because quality, of what happened in terms the of pitch, quality
1: yeah you, mm. no no in terms of quality I don't think so well, yeah quality I'm thinking quality I'm I, I to, don't right. think it was the worst uh,
3: it's hard not to see that the Whitecaps Hustley like, and Cumiento yeah. and Camilo and... No, but it, it
1: wasn't it wasn't a team that was uh, properly co- coached especially the like we said that I don't half think the season. depth was there which was the
3: problem yeah no but uh, the thing with MLS at least the white caps era in MLS is that the salary budget has increased every year, which has allowed you to, I, Like, when you look back, if you go back and listen to the sh- old shows, it's kind of like everywhere, we're like, oh, and the white caps are deeper than they've ever been or whatever. Well, it's because. Yeah, I've said it, that a It's, lot p- it's part of the, the, the mirage of MLS. They make yeah. you feel good every year because well, you're said investing that as well, at the you're, start of
2: this year. He yeah. feels it's the strongest score he's had. So, where, was the, where does the 2018 white caps compare to 2011? If they played each other in a game. <sighs> What score are you going with? Obviously, the 2018 team will give goals up. But the, so but they would, they would so probably, at least two goals for the 2011 team. They, they
3: would probably win, but the thing is...
1: Yeah, I don't think, uh, see uh, Jonathan Leathers uh, um, taking care of Alfonso.
3: that But well. Shane uh, well, Salinas can play fullback now. <laughs> well, not back then he didn't play, though. <laughs> no, but... I'm going to go...
1: Right back was Leathers, Nabrowski uh, n- and... Oh, West Knight, man! West yeah, but he has uh, gone halfway and an through. And
2: George <laughs> No,
3: at the end, he only left yeah. in like
1: August. And then uh, also, I think it was a Bilal Duckett, Ducket too was in. There.
2: Oh yeah, Bilal. yeah. but yes. I always thought it was Cockney rhyming slang that Chaz and
3: David used, but it turns out it wasn't. Bilal's a great guy. He's he's having fun in USL. <laughs> Is he still playing? Yeah, he's like the captain of like the Pittsburgh Charlotte in Charlotte Independent. I forget the name of the team. I'm going to
2: go four to 2018 Whitecaps over 2011 Whitecaps.
3: But the, th- the th- one of the, uh, aside from a few players like Kai Kamara, maybe Kendall or. Like the personalities that were in that 2011 team, like they were so lovable. Or sorry, most of them were so lovable and like engaging and interesting yep. and like. Whereas now, like the, some of the people in this squad haven't been here long enough, or you know they're not going to be here next year, and it's kind of like nobody's going to bring yes. a, no, there's nobody's, no, no, nobody's
1: going to bring a six pack to the south side. No, we had Terry right.
3: Dunfield. <laughs> Is that the universal symbol for Terry, Terry Dunfield. Dunfield. <laughs>
2: I, I always mean to ask, there, there's been some rumors. No, 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 let's not, it's not to talk, to talk about it. No, okay. no
3: rumors, no rumors, no innuendo. Rumors. Yeah, please.
1: Okay. I would give it a slight edge to 2018. Oh, okay. But I, I think it's a lot closer than people would think. Mm. Just because I think the 2011 team, just uh, at their top of their game, yeah. they had a lot of heart. I think at the top and of the, I think the game, game, 2011 they could do. win, actually.
2: Where would Robo play for the draw? Michael,
3: Michael, Michael. Mm. Anyway. If they're th- playing
1: in Seattle, maybe. It's time
2: now for our first wavelength of the evening. And with it being the 300th show, we are bringing back friends of the show. We we had to have Half Man, Half Biscuit. Oh, I've been waiting for Full Man, Full Biscuit. They are coming next year. Okay. That's my tribute band. Okay. But this is 1966 and all that.
8: Sat and decided as the seasons collided that our love was fairly utopian. If it wasn't for my pills, my psychiatric bills, and your unreliable fallopian, then I guess we'd be fine. Embraced on cloud nine, emotionally impossible to sever. you turn around quickly and ever so sickly, I'd tell you I'd love you forever. If only you'd give me my Leviathan poster back. Six months ago I returned your brown on rack but you keep forgetting that it's far too upsetting to... But we were never the same On account of your stupid amnesia Through teardrops I stare At the wall that's now bare And I reach for the milk of magnesia And I'll die on the floor And leave a note on the door Saying this ape has just left Gibraltar And in hell it will rain And I'll say once again That I'd stand next to you at the altar Give me my Lev Yashin Post back six months ago I returned your brown
2: Half man, half biscuit. There with 1966 and all that from their 1986 Trumpton Riots EP, a song about splitting up with your wife and trying to get all your possessions. I, if my wife wouldn't give me back my Lev Yashin poster, I'd be very upset. Now, if you were to split up with your wife, Zach, obviously you wouldn't. And if you were to split up with your lady partner, Steve, what football item would you really want? To get back from her, would you be really upset if she had? Mm. If she wouldn't give you it back? If you've given her back her brown anorak, what would be the Lev Yashin poster for you? I don't really have anything that valuable. For me, it would be my etched East 5 Bayview Park mirror. There's only 100 made.
1: Oh. For the That's old stadium. Yeah. I'd just want my PS4 and my TV.
3: Exactly. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's, I, can't I haven't finished Spider
1: Man yet. I have to finish Spider Man, the game.
3: Oh. How's that going? It's going well. Tell you, Rahu Kohli
2: from iZombie has also been playing that, and we've got him coming up in the next part. And we'll be back with that after this.
7: Hi, I'm Alphonse Davies, and you're listening to the
4: AFTN Soccer Show.
6: There's nothing I like better than coming home at the end of a busy day and relaxing. At the end of a busy day, we all want to come home and relax. So what better way to bring the rustic charm of Sheffield into your life than to introduce The Scent of Jarvis Cocker! Add the instant scent of pulp front-band Jarvis Cocker directly to any room in your house! But how? With the scent of Jarvis Cocker! It's easy with our exclusive plug-and-spray Jarvis Cocker Scent Gland! Our miniature plug unit contains extract of Jarvis's sweat and pituitary gland and releases a hormone-filled burst of joy directly into your home at the flick of a switch. Mmm, that smells Jarvisy. Get the smell of common people with Jarvis Cocker's Plug and Spray Sweat Gland. Not happy with the scent of indie Pop? Then try the drum and bass-fueled aroma of Ronnie's Size. Or add the feminine touch to your bathroom with a hint of Kelly Osbourne's body odor. Get your Jarvis Cocker's Plug and Spray Scent Gland today, exclusively from Justine Frischman's Bargain Warehouse. Pristatin.
3: Let the bodies
2: hit the
10: floor
2: Which is what will be happening I'm pretty sure in the off-season with the the white cap squad
3: I thought you were going to say that's what happened in the Dallas dressing room as they celebrated
2: Well that's what ha- happened on the pitch with the, the Dallas oh, that's right on the pitch uh, yeah. They were certainly hitting the floor But yes, drowning pool there As picked by Steve, not me Folk are probably going to think it was me that picked that one No, what are you talking about? I've never heard of these people <laughs> I'm, I'm fresh and clean because you've been using the Jarvis Cocker scent. Yeah, mm. the what now? You didn't listen to the ads, obviously. Oh, break there? sorry.
3: Yeah, I did not listen to the Yorker. <laughs>
2: anyway, welcome back. You are listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. So we're going to move away from Whitecaps talking this part. What? A, li- a little bit. We're going to come back to it towards the end. We're going to bring you another interview that we did last week from he, the Legends v Stars game. He was wearing a white caps kit though. He was, and he's a massive football fan. Rahul Kohli, who plays Ravi and I Zombie, Liv Moore was there, watching the game in the stadium. I got to see her so close, so close. I could not get to speak
1: to her. Why not? And we totally did. They were straining a lot. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Well, that's why she was on the other side. of The pitch, yes. too.
2: She had to stay a certain number, like 110 yards Look, away.
1: Joe Dizzy was sending you pictures of where she was, but she wasn't yeah, anywhere that, near that there. That was quite creepy. He was watching.
2: <laughs> he was following her Instagram feed what? and going, "Look where she's sitting. She's right in the front row. <laughs> she's right here. You sh- you've got to go and speak to her." So he he was doing his best for me. Blessed Joe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's said kind a of kid. He's living through his <laughs> when you're yeah, yes. you right when so. you're
3: when you're like why the restraining order? They're like. Sir, we have access to your phone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But no, she was there cheering on the uh, iZombie castmates. Five of them took part in the match.
3: One scored, didn't they?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, You got got your hashtag more live more. It's so great. Yeah.
2: Major Lily White scored. You don't watch the show, do you? This no, is, this, no this don't worry part about it. This whole part's going to be lost in I, you.
1: I don't see why you've been uh, worried about his like blank look. on it. I, got yes. to,
3: I got to talk to Davide Cumento. That was great. Jay Nolley. We could have that recorded that for us. We could have had that as well. Yeah, no, I couldn't record. I don't think he would have been as, as candid. Ah,
2: okay. <laughs> right, let's get back to Rahul. So Rahul's a big Liverpool fan, right. and it's the last year of iZombie. It wraps up next year. He was seizing up as he got off the pitch, but he gave us eight minutes to talk to... I had so many more iZombie questions, but we split it up. We've got football, iZombie, Funhouse, and racism. Wait. So we're going to talk about Wait. all that. Have a listen. Uh, uh, oh, already
5: dead. So, how was that experience for you? Oh, it was a dream come true. Like for me, growing up in the UK, football's in our DNA, right? It's part of our culture, and to come out on stadium to play on a real turf and. I was, uh, I'm still kind of, it hasn't sunk in yet. Just that experience, Yeah, uh, it was incredible. And it's still a great cause, so I'm, I'm on cloud nine right now. And uh, no one stuck any fingers in your eyes. So they not, didn't that's today, a no. Point. I uh, I did get nutmegged, and that hasn't sat with me well. Like I had to remember <laughs> not to go back and leave one on. I know who did it as well, it was one of the sed-in twins, but um, I did get nutmegged, I was like, damn. And uh, I also committed a penalty, I committed a foul. I dragged, oh, I missed that. Yeah, uh, the coach told me to foul one of the opposition in the box so that they could get the uh, little girl that was playing with us a penalty. Oh, okay. So I dragged him down, I whispered in his ears, I'm fouling you, I dragged him down to the uh, floor and the ref wouldn't give it. So <laughs> we were like, oh, well, all right, well, we tried." So we know you're a big football fan, big yeah. Liverpool fan,
2: um, for, for this season, how, how do you think Liverpool's going to do? Is, uh, is this going to be the year you're going to
5: get again? No, I mean, I know that there's the ongoing joke that Liverpool fans always say that every year's their year. Um, I'm not going to fall into that trap, but I do think that it's one of the most solid all-round teams we've ever had. I think we've always had components that were very strong, um, but we've never had balance. And I think this might be... I think what people are feeling right now is the first time this team may have balance. They have a good spine. Um, there's, there are leaders in every position going forward. So, I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like we can... Make things messy for the top three, top four. I don't know if we'll win, but I think we could definitely be, uh, be some cut step competition. How did a kid from London become a Liverpool fan? When they got Good question, go, And yeah. yeah. I you should be
2: Man United. Is Rec- that not how it works?
5: <laughs> Recruitment. I was recruited at five. My cousins are from up north. Oh. Massive Liverpool fans since they were kids, and um, they're a bit older than me. I think they're about 15 to 20 years older than me. Um, so I remember when I used to visit them, I must have been four or five, they had like Barnes up there, Ian Rush. Uh, Robbie Fowler but man like that era is when I kind of grabbed and then Robbie Fowler became I think I liked the player more than even conception more than the team I, mean, I just clicked with Fowler at the time and uh, so I was like six. there was no reach you can't tell a kid well you're from this place so that means supporting a team in a not mean time, space don't have any con- I don't have conception of that so I've been a Liverpool fan for nearly 30 years this, this past summer obviously was a, a kind of up in well it was mostly up for England yeah
1: um, what how were you feeling while it was going on? Were you somebody that was just the one to see through your
5: eyes, uh, through your fingers? No, I'm, hungry, I'm, really- I'm, I'm strictly club. Yeah. I don't have the same. I did. I, I remember that the closest I ever got to kind of like rooting for England was uh, Euro '96. Um, I, I find it very difficult to care the same way I do, and maybe it's also because growing up, you It's going to get a little deep, but you're constantly reminded that you're an immigrant. Yeah. And that you're British, not English. Even though I was born in England, and I'm as English as anyone else, there is a detachment sometimes from from being patriotic. Even though my passport, I am an Englishman. But um, so I've never really that's I've, I've I've struggled with that kind of patriotism. I'm very proud of the country. I love my country, but. It's Liverpool I can stand behind, so I don't feel the same kind of emotions. Well, he's a big fan of yours now because he's Scottish. Yeah. Oh, there you he's go. Well, you got yeah. our, our <laughs> captain, Andy, uh, your captain Andy Robertson. Yes, yeah, so I mean, he's, he's a beast, well. one of my favourite players. I mean, you've called Vancouver home for a couple of years now. Do yeah. you ever get to watch the Caps? I've been once or twice. I'm used to a different type of football. Um, I'm used to, I mean, I've been on the Cop yeah when you've been on the cop there's it's it's very different that you're used to a certain atmosphere right and not to say that this isn't great but um as a as a once as a tourist it's great it's great to be here it's good sometimes just to get a little bit of football um but again i, I am strictly live i think i support liverpool more than i support football does that make sense yeah that? yeah yeah totally yeah.
2: Um, right I, I zombies wrapping up yep. so the the last season of it I, have you already seen the final script,
5: or are they giving that a bit of a surprise we, for you? We, we get them. We get a couple of scripts ahead. So I'm up to right now. We're filming episode four, and we've already read five. So that's as right. much as we know. Um, but yeah, we're wrapping up for good now. Yeah. And yeah. It's a, it's a nice to have this final season, though, so you can actually finish telling the story. Absolutely. It's always great. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's such a great feeling to be able to finish a narrative. Uh, I know, I'm a big Deadwood fan, so I know what that feeling's like to go brilliant. I mean, it's great TV, I really enjoy Deadwood, yeah. but to have that, that, that cut off point, so um, we're very lucky that we get to tell a concise story and it can be viewed and, I don't know, it's one entity that will never feel unfinished, I'm very grateful for that. Were you surprised that it got to five seasons?
2: Because a lot of the shows that I like, I've been here
5: ten oh, years now, they get cancelled, anything quirky gets cancelled. I didn't think we'd make it out of the pilot. Every, every renewal, every stage of the way, has been a, a, a constant surprise. And to have five seasons, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm not asking for more. Yeah. I'm not asking for a Kickstarter. Um, I'm, I'm just very happy that things happen the way they have, and we've got to spend this much time together. You're talking about being an immigrant
1: in England. Yeah. As an actor, obviously here you got, you've got. seen recent documentaries about Abbott, uh, uh, the Simpsons character yes, I mean, being yeah. portrayed by uh, yeah. a, a white person. And then
5: you how was it for you getting an acting in England? Uh, to be honest, you take what you're given. So straight out of the gates I played roles like Mr. Patel and I played it like a stereotype. I did exactly what I was told. As an out-of-work actor, I need every opportunity I can get. Um, as my uh, uh, career goes on now, I am I, I do have a little bit more say about how I approach certain things. It's just the way it is. So I don't begrudge anyone who has to make a living. I know that and, and, and Hank playing a poo. I didn't really. I wasn't madly offended by it, to be honest. It neither never. Neither it, was I. But the thing is, it wasn't. I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a betrayal of me. Yeah, it yeah. didn't slight me because it wasn't. It didn't represent Indian people to yeah. me, so I never t- attached it. I was like, "It's a poo." Yeah. And it never followed me around because it just. And so again, it's deeply personal. But I understand that. But then, would they have been happy if it was a stereotype played by yeah. our own? Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know the rules are because <laughs> I've been criticised sometimes for playing stereotypes, and you go, "Well, what do you want?" I'm, now I am doing, so it's, it's, a, tricky, it's a tricky one. But I, uh, I'm trying to lead by example. You know, I'm not trying to. I, I, I'm, I'm rabby French from Zombie, I get, A lot of Indian people are, are very connect with that character because it's, it's, it's ethnicity doesn't define him. Yeah. It's just a part of him. And I try my best, whatever project I'm on, to try and help portray that. But I won't always. I know that. Listen, if Disney come along and say we want to, we want our poo in our film. Yeah. I'm gonna take it. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to break into fucking movies now as well. So, um,
1: uh, you've obviously dwelt into a little bit of uh, a digital media, yeah. Uh, with Funhouse, yes. Uh, and obviously, they have a big team of Rooster Teeth and yeah. everything. Yeah. Do you see yourself
5: maybe writing something for yourself yeah. and going that way? No. No, my 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 relationship with Funhouse is purely as a fan, and now as friends. They're people that I have invited to my wedding. Uh, Funhouse have been my family in LA. Um, Bruce Teeth is where they're at, but if Funhouse move, I move. Like I was an Inside Gaming Daily fan, and they were at Shinnaman and now yeah. Funhouse. I support them. I support them individually. So if Adam or Bruce or someone turn around to me and they said, "Hey, we have a project we want to do," then I'm happy to do that. Best player on the field. Ah, best liar in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Gaffer. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I'm a big Funhouse fan, yeah. so I will support them. Okay, I won't keep you too long I to hey, you'll no see worries. that. So, thank you so much hey, for that. I really, really appreciate awesome. it. Thank you for coming. Um, down. We've got some photos. We'll tag you and yeah. stuff. Like that. Oh, you got photos? Yeah, do oh, so great. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll tag There's you. Anything in. that doesn't show the midriff, and I'm not. No, you look really good. Thanks absolutely. so much. Aha! Uh-huh.
2: Mahul Coley there from iZombie and like I said it was great to, to chat with him after last week's Celebrity and Legends game really nice guy enjoyed that I could have chatted to him for way over double the whole time I, I think I he would have seized up
1: if we turned talking to him talk yeah
2: so. I did feel bad for keeping him so long because I think his legs were starting to go but I'm I'm sad the show's ending but I'm glad that they are getting a chance I, for, I still to gotta, do gotta catch up ending. I have a couple years left because
1: I'm, um, I'm uh, oh, quite a few years behind I'm
3: devastated it's ending
2: we just blitzed through season four because we had it all in PVR, yeah. and I thought, blitzed and the, through I, a zombie film. Yeah, I had
1: to get through it so that we, we, I knew what to talk to him about. For people who don't know, the premise is: uh, uh, oh, don't a, spoil a, it. No, a, a somebody who is um, uh, works in the morgue. Um, well, she wasn't. She was. No, she, right, she wasn't. Yes. She was just a normal person. She got bitten by a zombie, and so she needed. Uh, Brains to eat, so, so she, she works would. In eat, she was get, got a job in the morgue to eat the brains of the dead people that were coming in, and then she would gain their memory and es- essentially help solve crime. Yeah,
2: it's a it's a it's great a typical show. premise.
1: I, I wanted to ask it's based him based on a comic. I wanted to ask him if th- this is
2: my dream ending? Yeah, because obviously everyone wants a happy ending when a TV show is finishing, and obviously you don't. I want Liv to just go mental to- and eat everyone's brain in the show and just eat every character. You don't want her to live more? I hashtag oh, she would more, live more. Live more.
1: She's a zombie. She's going to live yeah, more I unless you get shot in the head. I still
2: can't believe you didn't go talk to her. I know. I can't either because you just you just pointed out I had a pass to get access to that area and I hadn't thought about that. So if you're listening, Rose, we would love to have you talking about iZombie. It's going to be the off season. Get in touch with us. AFT and Canada on Twitter. Looking forward to it. But yeah, thanks Rahul for doing that. Now, there's, there's not really much football in iZombie, but it got us thinking. We've, we've done this section on AFTN since 2012, yeah. football-related TV shows. So I thought, let's do some Whitecaps ones. like For the current Whitecaps players, maybe some old Whitecaps players, what, what could they be? We could have the Late Late Show, which is basically all the goals that our defence are letting up. Brecking Bad, Oh, or Breck Shea
1: oh. Bad. Yeah, that works.
2: Walking Dead, which I think is our playoff hopes
1: just now. Makes sense. Mm. I got one, um, Arrested Development. Oh, I know what player that's the, for. The, oh, no. That's not a player. It's oh. a basi- based on the whole organization that oh, they're okay. just not developing, That's which is uh, what I meant. By.
3: Do you have one, Zach? Uh, the Wonder Years. Oh, oh for who? Is Somebody player? Uh, for Marinovich, because he's number one, and
1: he occasionally
2: wanders. Oh. What about American Horror Story, the the story of the Whitecaps' trip to Kansas City? <laughs> there you go. Oh, that
1: was, uh, that was horrendous. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, if you've got any other ones, get in touch and we'll read them out before the end of the show. So, I've got a couple more fun things just to round off this segment. But now it's time then for Jake Nerwinski to take me out.
9: Take me out!
2: So, Jake, if you're sitting at home at night and you can't be bothered cooking, what is your takeout food of choice?
7: Take food pizza.
2: Ah, and yeah. toppings, what's your favourite kind of like pepperoni. topping? Pepperoni. And is there anywhere around about here that you like to go for your your pizzas?
6: Oh, Domino's. What?
2: Sometimes is this you
6: just shame
3: Sometimes you need a Domino's, like just every now and then, every two even months or screwing
2: so. Is no, no that
6: one, <laughs> 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 That's my guilty pleasure, Domino's. Once every two months. Oh it's unbelievable.
10: Shop, papa, I went to
8: the shop papa, Went to
9: the shop papa, Did it all the, papa, hey, to Hey,
2: wanna take away. Hey, hey, Woo, indeed Pizza Who goes to Domino's I these days? Know. I don't know I, for me, Pizza Garden Up here at UBC I have too much of that oh. after training, after UBC games, been eating a
1: lot of that. In in my past, uh, uh, when I was younger, there was a pizza place that had a great broccoli pizza. Really good. Uh, But uh, normally I would go for Flying Wedge. I don't know if you remember. It is a chain. Oh, I do remember that. They had the whole feet. Yeah, their spinach pesto pizza was fantastic. Um, Lately, it's the one that you uh, turned me on to on commercial drive. I don't remember the Fire. Yes. I don't like that as much anymore. I still like it. It, I haven't had it in a long time. When though, we first
2: came here, Love at First Bite was the pizza thing that I I took my wife to because it was 99 cents for pizza and I'm cheap. Oh.
3: Speaking of Take Me Out, it looks like there's a young couple who've gone for McDonald's takeout and are having a nice little chat here in the, what's this building called? The, the, hub. the hub. The Hub, The Nest? Sure. Well, the, the Nest, yeah. They're the, going to the, get kicked out in three minutes, so that's fine. Yeah, but McDonald's, tasty, bad for you, they're loving it.
1: They had good pizza too back in. The
3: it wasn't terrible. It wasn't no. terrible. I don't know if it was pizza, but it wasn't no, terrible. No, it
1: wasn't pizza, but it wasn't terrible.
2: Anyway, to round off this section, it's our second wavelength of the evening. So we've had Goldie Luke and in on the show. We've had Half Man, Half Biscuit on the show. We can't do our 300th episode without a guy that we've featured a lot over the years. Hero of mine, Frank Sidebottom. Sadly with us no more. This was a song which he recorded just before his death, actually. It was from a live... Performance in a pub, he never actually got to do it properly. He was going to record it and then he died before he did. It's a kind of a piss take on the famous Three Lions song, and this is just called Three Shirts on the Line. Now, here's
10: one that was inspired when I was playing football in the back garden one day, and I booted with Casey and he went over the hedge and broke next door's greenhouse. And I said to me, oh, oh, I need to wear the England football kit, because I can't play properly without it. I said, where's my England shirt? She said, I've washed it, Francis, and I ain't being colour. She said, I've washed it, and it's hanging on the line. I said, well, where's my England away shirt? She said, I've washed that as well, it's hanging on the line outside. I said, well, where's my England going shirt? She said, I've washed that as well, and it's on the line. And I looked out in the back garden, and then on the line, with three shirts off the line and I thought what well, a great idea for a song. three shirts off the line the home away Drop at goalie that's, that's 35 out. years ago just was washed out by me <laughs> hey three shirts off the line there's the home away at goalie 25 years of dirt Just washed out by me more It's got next door, it's got next door Me football, my football's got next door, it's got next door, it's got next door, Me football, me football's got next door. Hey football has got next door. You know
2: it has, it really has. Thank you. It's gone next door. It's gone next door. My
3: football's gone gone next door. It's gone next door. It's gone next door. My football's football's gone next door.
7: Hi, I'm Carl Valentine. You're listening to the AFTN podcast.
6: Hello, I'm Alan Hansen. When people talk about me, they think about one of two things. Football, or the fact that the scar on my head makes me look like Captain Scarlet. Not everyone can have Alan Hansen's encyclopedic football knowledge, but they can get a forehead like his with the Alan Hansen Rubber Forehead Unit. It's guaranteed to make you look and feel like Alan Hansen. Moulded directly from Alan's head, it has over 100 built-in football references to impress friends and family, including... Offside free kick. Including... What was the ref doing? Including... I minted and just made a load of money doing an ant for the leading budget supermarket. The Alan Hansen rubber forehead unit. Available now from World of Rubber Foreheads just outside Pristatin. Pristatin. Pristatin.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. That music there was Tommy Chompa's music. Tommaso. T- well, yes, but I like to call him Tommy. We're, oh, first name. Uh, yes, we're in first name terms. Psycho killer, I also call him. Hey, psycho, I see. Uh, what favorite, does he say back? favourite wrestlers
1: right <laughs> Hashtag there. Hashtag Tommy more Tommy. Oh, yeah.
3: I thought some of you were talking about some <laughs> on high art.
2: No, but uh, we're talking of high art. We've just seen on yeah. Instagram that Kai Kamara has bought... But you said was a piece of Breckshay's art. Are we sure it's not something that his dog <laughs> ran through paint and then went onto the paper? Because it did
3: kind of look that way. Art, art the, it, you know. The oh, cl- I mean, yeah, art. <laughs> It's all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, right? it, true, it's like beauty.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, talking of beauty, <laughs> my most beautiful biscuit is a chocolate digestive. Oh. I think everyone knows that. So, we know that I love chocolate digestives. But does Canadian Captain Scotty Arfield? Let's find out. Fancy a chocolate
8: digested, fancy a chocolate
2: uh, so, Scott, if you're sitting at home at night and you, you decide to have a hot beverage of choice, would you have a tea, a coffee, or something else?
7: Evening. Well, it's a tea. It's a green tea. Anything above... 6pm, then it's
2: a tea. Anything before is a coffee. I'm a coffee
7: freak at the minute, so. Are you uh, a
2: biscuit fan? I am. What what would be your biscuit of choice?
7: Uh, I think you'll
2: know this. Bourbon. Oh, that's the same as Carl Robinson here. Bourbon biscuits and
7: custard, custard creams is my, is, my, is my
10: doctor.
2: Don't tell your nutritionist, though, because
10: you up my it. And do you dunk? Yeah, I do.
2: Anyone fancy, Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive
9: even though it sounds digestive Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive
2: <sighs> I had Scott down for being a chocolate digestive guy but not bourbon? Oh that's a chocolate biscuit with chocolate cream in the middle. I'm not sure. Choc- if get oh, wait here.
1: chocolate biscuit with chocolate cream in the yeah. middle. Kind of seems redundant.
2: It's kind of like a rectangle. It's for folk that
1: love chocolate. Oh, I guess, does not I guess love so. Chocolate. Yeah. I don't like, I'm allergic, so I'm
2: not going <laughs> to like it. I, I eat a lot of chocolate. I think a lot of people that, that do eat a lot of chocolate end up having to go to gyms, something like possibly Steve Nash's gym. Yeah. And or get diabetic shots Yeah, you were listening to uh, an interview with Steve Nash on a, on a show earlier Yes, I,
1: um, uh, it was a Bill Simmons podcast uh, They were oh. talking about stuff, um, you know, he made the Hall of Fame, Basketball Hall of Fame And they were talking about other stuff, he mentioned Martin Nash Yeah, um, his, bro- his brother? Yes yeah. um, The more talented Nash, I like is. to think <laughs> I think he's played more international games for Canada too than Steve did
3: well, he did uh, win a uh, a trophy for Canada
1: yeah, it's a gold cup. Yeah. okay, so a couple uh, points he made uh first uh, uh point uh, he made uh, for in order to identify prospects, he said the number one thing is their resiliency, how resilient they were. And they were gonna. They, and he's mentioned that because uh, I think he owns a Spanish club. I can't remember the name of it now. It's, uh, oh, it's Mallorca. Uh, Mallorca. It? Yeah. Uh, he mentioned the Whitecaps. He, so he said he likes they like to establish it with their clubs at the age of twelve, where they it, identify how resilient these players are. Because if they if if they if they get um, if things don't go, go are going great for them, are they coming back and playing defense? Are they are they just you know wandering around? Are they not listening anymore? So they they try to get that. So they said that's the number one thing for them. Not skill, not talent, not speed or athleticism. It's resiliency. That's number one to identify, uh, uh, you know, how good a prospect is. Um, Number two, this was, they were talking about the World Cup and they were talking about uh, how much they like uh, Luka Modric. Obviously, I think Luka was a former Tottenham player, if I'm not mistaken, before he went to Real Madrid. And uh, they were big fans of them. And um, he, they, uh, Steve Nash mentioned how how important it is to have a player like that who can uh, connect the defenders and holding midfielders to the attacking players. And uh, when I, when I was listening to him say this, I go, "That's exactly what the Whitecaps need." Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, it was like interesting that he Just said for that for about two seasons now. Yeah, oh, three or four. And then the last one he used to mention when they were talking about the host was Bill Simmons was saying um, MLS is not you know a high quality compared to the other uh, leagues and everything like that like the you know the English Premier. Uh, Steve said it was still a young club like it's a twenty year old club or whatever a twenty year old league yeah. sorry compared to what how old the other leagues are. But he did mention at one point what if, he was he was saying to the the Bill Simmons saying uh, what if we combine Liga MX and MLS and have promotion relegation like combine them and make two leagues out of it. No. No, they, they, it was a suggestion by him, but it's interesting that he said that. And and you know, no, everybody always says, "Oh, what about promotion and relegation?" You have a MLS Ooh, owner mentioning that. Look at the away trips.
3: Yeah, two uh, percent. Uh, of of the 50, of the 49% that's Yeah,
1: exactly. Him. But I'm just saying yeah. that it's interesting to see him mention that that he cuz he is uh, of the, you know, he watches a lot of EP, uh, English Premier League. He watches League. a lot of Tottenham. Tottenham and then yeah. they have promotion relegation there so he might be interested in that. He's probably listened
2: to a lot of Chaz and Dave music over the years then. Probably. Mm. But the, the first point that that he mentioned there about how they identify like the young players, yeah. uh, it's an interesting one. Like the I think, uh, he was thing. he was
1: saying he read it somewhere, and they, they they've adopted that in on their teams.
5: It,
2: I know that they have wanted to see sometimes when they bring the young guys up, and then they have to go back and play in residency, like Marco Bustos. They wanted to see how he would do. Michael Baldissimo, they wanted to kind of see how he would do after having the spell in the USL. And Michael's been fantastic, and they really liked that attitude. Simon Coline as well signed to the MLS deal how would he then be when he goes back playing with the younger kids? So, I mean, that makes total sense as well. I had an interesting discussion with someone this week as well where they were talking about the VMSL and the VMSL and the Fraser Valley opening games a couple of weeks ago now, they were all played on on grass pitches up in Surrey and it had been pouring down so the pitches were terrible and the guys just did not have the proper boots because they hardly ever play on grass anymore. Mm. And then we just got into discussion about th- there's a whole generation that grow up and they don't know how to play on grass. They only ever play on turf.
1: And then they get used to those bounces. And yeah. then when the bounces happen on grass, they're If you, th- they're not used if you to.
2: think then of like Whitecaps residency guys, they're playing all their home games on turf. Most of the games in the States are going to be on turf. Yeah, But
3: now they train on grass, don't they?
2: No, they train on the, oh, the, turf, on the turf pitch. Yeah. Okay. So then they're expected to suddenly go into MLS and play on some grass pitches. So... It's going to be—you you are possibly going to get a whole generation that can't play on grass. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. They'll
3: be able to smoke it. I think, they just can't play. On <laughs> it. Can't can't play on it. It feels a bit of a hard. Well, yeah,
2: maybe that's an overreaction, or, yeah. but they will struggle. But
3: the, the, the they'll have to adapt. Adju- yes.
1: Adjustments will be yeah. Yes.
3: Anyway, now
2: it's time for BC Soccer Web headlines. B.C. Soccer Web Headlines is brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com Your one-stop site for news, links, articles, stats and everything you could want from the world of football Make it part of your daily routine, morning and night Check out bcsoccerweb.com What's been catching your eye on the site this week, Steve? Well, it
3: was a little bit more difficult than normal
1: uh, because uh bill is going on vacation
3: oh, oh bill is in barcelona yes he's been he's so
1: been the the lots of the updates on the headlines were after wednesday were a little sparse that's good I with look, run as it is so. i had to i had to look around no he deserves a break so that's fine uh, just, i just had to look around a little bit more to find some more headlines uh, i had up to wednesday and then afterwards no um so it'll be it, i'll really appreciate bc, BC soccer web in the next few weeks um First, a uh, couple of updates. Uh, Juventus He's is in jail this week. Uh, Juve... <laughs> well, we'll d- get to that in a bit. Uh, Juventus' is Douglas Costa has been banned four games for the spitting incident from last week. Mm. I-, I forgot
3: to look this up. Does anyone remember what uh, what's his face? Um, the Biter, Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez. He also got. A- he also had a spitting incident too. Didn't he before? Yes. He... Do you remember how many games he got for the first one? Oh, no. That's but what I. I will I find out
1: it how it Steve is yeah. reading this. Um, yeah, so he's, he's he has apologized for the incident on social media. I don't know if he apologized to the player itself, but he has apologized overall. Um, I think I, I, uh, I or if you remember correctly, the spitting did win over eye gouging, uh, which was worse. It was worse. Was yeah. worse, yeah. La Liga in the U.S. Uh, the Spanish FA has blocked the game proposal, but uh, the the La Liga themselves, the uh, the president or whoever the in charge of that, it has, still feels that it can happen. Um, but they are saying the uh, a lot of people are saying that there's a zero percent chance that the match will take place in Miami. UEFA hasn't announced their stance on the policy. Uh, they uh, the the league themselves feel that FIFA don't have a legal authority because Infantini um, uh, did say that he's not really for it, uh, and uh, they're negotiating with the players, so they're trying to figure out if they can get this going. Um, Zach, you weren't here. What do you think of that? The, the, the players, the team, the I think I can't remember who Barcelona would be playing. But they, Verona, yeah, they were getting a good deal out of it. The the fans that want to go, uh, but overall, are you a big fan of this? A you know regular season match in Miami?
3: No, uh, no. I, I mean, I understand why they're doing it. It's for money. Money. It's yeah. for money, exposure, expanding your quote unquote brand, whatever. Yeah. No, I don't think this is. Th- yeah, that's why you have these preseason things.
2: FIFA. Oh, I i haven't found the Luis Suarez thing, but I did find that Patrick Vieira got a four-match ban for spitting at Neil Ruddock in 1999. Oh. So Fabian, really... Fabian Barthez, though, oh. he got a six-month ban with three months suspended for spitting at a referee.
3: Oh, that's oh. a little
1: bit different, right? But
3: that, so the spitting in the mouth got the same as spitting at someone. That's mm. interesting.
1: FIFA Ethics uh, issues a three lifetime bans. Um, uh, they are marketing executive Aaron Davidson, Costas Takas, a uh, British aide, uh, to former FIFA price president Jeffrey Webb. I, Phew, I night. thought you were
3: going to say it was for Michael, you and I.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Colombian match agent Michael Trujillo uh, for their part of FIFA Gate.
3: Uh, basically... Do you mean Miguel?
1: Yeah, Miguel. <laughs> um, uh, they're part of FIFA Gate. Uh, I don't think they've been... Uh, I think they've pled guilty... Uh, they kind of took deals from the U.S. government, uh, but they, they have been uh, life bans for them for now. They, they're they they're trying to issue fines for them too, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So Ghana, we they're they're again back in there. Yeah, with uh, a documentary that happened where they were trying to uh, get out corruption. They have issued ten more referees, uh, like bans for life for them. Uh, 10 more referees have, are banned for life, and 53 have been given 10-year bans.
3: So if you want to be in a, uh, a football official in Ghana, there are some openings. Yeah,
1: 14 were exonerated. I've already sent
2: Dave his application <laughs> <laughs> thing
3: we, we talked before how football is for sale in Ghana, so it, uh, hopefully this, it, these are steps in the right direction.
1: And uh, Rwanda has come into play. Um, their Secretary General and Commissioner of Competitions are... Right now, arrest have been arrested over bribery allegations uh, for the Afghan Cup. Uh, basically, it was a qualifier between Rwanda and Ivory Coast. They were bribing the uh, Nem- What What is it? Namibian. No, there it is. I, I missed. I lost where it was. Uh, the referee, um, and the referee claims he was bribed. It was money was in an envelope. The officials say they were just paying the normal uh, expenses as per reg- regulations that are you know for that. So it'll depending on see well, how who like where went, they the
3: ref- they're saying it was the per diem for the ref- yeah exactly hmm. the
1: per diem the expenses that they that they normally incur hmm. but he was saying there was a way more than what they normally is in there he reported it right away yeah, um, I mean,
2: ne- next week on African soccer news yeah exactly <laughs> I uh
1: the Republic of Ireland has joined the B- British uh, groups to a uh, bid for the twenty thirty World Cup. Um, they will mm. they will put their name forward for that feasibility mm. study.
3: Why do they hate Uruguay, Paraguay, and Argentina? I, know. I don't know. Well, I know why they hate Argentina, I guess. But
2: uh double it is currently. Uh, well, they- what if they get the Falklands to be part of the Argentina? <laughs> <game>? <laughs> <laughs> that should be interesting.
9: Imagine they put the game England game back there. Oh yeah, the <laughs> <stage> <laughs> England game there. <laughs> <Quarterfinals>. <laughs> they build a the the stadium just for the clip.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh, Dublin is already planning on hosting well they're already set to host three group games and one round of sixteen game as one of the twelve Euro cities for twenty twenty. Yes, so they'll be in As there. is Glasgow. And uh, they and Munich. So currently we have uh uh yeah, yeah. the British um the British uh, people going for the twenty thirty, their group. Mm-hmm. Um we There's
2: the Portugal, Spain
1: and Morocco. And then they're, they're you, all close to each other. And then you got Morocco and a couple other African countries. So Morocco's in two groups, in fact. Um, and then you have um, the South American ones that you're for. Yes, I'm. So there's totally four groups right now. Mm-hmm. Canadian News, ben Fisk congratulations!
3: He's got superpowers. Yeah, and a
1: trophy. He got them just uh, Dairy City to silver uh, silverware, and he's hoping to Canada get some more attention from Canada. I was ta- national team. I was
3: talking with Ben, or not with Ben. I was talking to, with someone. I think about it's called e-
1: sorry. It's I think it was called the EA Sports Cup. Yeah, it's which there- is ironic because a kid from Burnaby went to yeah. Dairy City <laughs> yeah. to win a. Cup that's and sponsored a cup. by a company in
3: right. Burnaby. No, he's so uh, Ben is so likable. Yeah, like he's, he's so hardworking uh, and well, everything.
1: He, he he
2: gave up time this summer to partly keep himself fit, but also train the help train the yeah. TSS guys as well. So yeah. he was at he, all the sessions.
3: He it's hard not to be happy for for Ben and be yeah, excited it's delighted for, for him. Yeah,
2: and I meant to speak to Ben before he headed off, but I thought he was going to be at this last session I was at, and he'd gone before, so uh-huh. never got a chance to catch up with him, but when he's back, because the Irish season is a bit of a yeah. weird season. I saw him, so.
3: we, saw, saw, we, we hung out with him just before he signed in the summer. And,
1: yeah, and yeah we, I tried pretty, to ask him if he was packing warm clothes or... it yeah. yeah. oh, really, wouldn't reveal either one. He,
3: originally he was planning
2: on going to Scotland, but that must have fallen through, so he's ended up there and won a trophy. I'll get my
1: East Fife yet. Um. Uh, another uh, likeable former white cap, uh, Martin Nash was named he's assistant coach... Captain. Uh, I also think the best Nash. Yeah. Uh, was named assistant coach of Cavalry FC as long as uh, Jordan Santiago, who will be the Cavalry FC's goalkeeper coach.
2: Well, he was already the assistant with the PDL team. There you go. Uh, Calgary Foothills. So, so it was just a I matter think of it time. Was, yeah, he was always going
1: to get that. I think they should hire him for the uh, Fraser Valley team whenever that comes into play. Yeah. Good coach. This is a. I don't know how big this story is, but it's kind of decently big. It looks like uh, a lot of words. Yeah, a lot of words. Canadian soccer business acquire Stadium Digital. Uh, what Stadium Digital is is a full service digital media company and Canada's leading fan engagement platform provider. Um, they pre- provide like digital technology and content for. They're going to be providing digital content for all CPL. They'll be also responsible for delivering uh, the CSB's distribution of live content. Um, it, this is exciting. Well, one one last thing: uh, Stadium Digital's team will join CSB, so the whole team will be coming over. So it'll be like almost seamless that way. And their president, their president Mark Silver, will become the official. Uh, Chief Digital Officer of CSP. So what do you guys think? Of, that's a pretty, uh, that's a decent acquirement that they they own that thing. They're not having to worry about you know farming this out. They actually yep. own the company. It, it,
3: it feels like they could maybe where all the costs that will involve for them to put their matches together on digital, uh, what it will cost them, and then what they could potentially get in terms of if if, if then someone like say DAZN or whatever was like, yeah, we'll put your you're you're creating mm-hmm. it. We'll add it to our thing. It, it could work out, which, I mean, still doesn't get you on, you know, cable TV in this country. No,
2: but it gets you on the platform it that does. shows the Champions League.
3: Yeah. And who knows? Maybe they can also include some kind of, like, game of the week on on one of the on one of the sports broadcasters that everyone watches.
1: Oh,
3: gosh, yeah. Oh. oh, please don't oh, do the that. the girls are gone. Though. Please don't do he that, Let them do oh, please, it. The girls are gone. They're not here anymore there's some dude oh, looking dude. at you though oh shit <laughs> oh yeah. there's there's our favourite couple hope you enjoyed the McDonald's have a great night
1: so uh the, I, I, we're bringing back Flash 5 for this special 300th episode the Fives. Flash 5 sorry I got, <laughs> I got distracted by Michael I've put my shirt
2: down after these people started to walk by the window I thought we were alone I didn't know there's no sign about no nudity in the studio. No everything else,
1: but nudity's not on that list. Anyway, back, oh back to your flashback. You, you keep look, being looked at by people in the windows. Remember the people behind you too that one time? Number 42. So uh, the fives and sixes of people that wanted this back, I'm bringing it for you guys. Uh. Yes. Um, uh, we are do counting down top five places where we have recorded Oh. Uh, oh, top five weird places where yes. we recorded, oh, and end, oh, oh, top five weird and fun places we recorded the AFTN podcast in the past.
3: Were there like five rooms alone at and my old my old office? Yes. <laughs> well, we'll get to that
1: in a second. That that might be part of it. Um, uh, uh, a a honorable mention to the forest. Yes. Which, which on, one? Not, the no, one? No, on Not Gordon, not Gordon oh, Forest. Okay. Uh, the one on UBC yes. uh, by the high school. Yeah, or the uh, what elementary school, or high school? We I think were
2: hanging out outside there uh, with Har. Once. With Har, yeah.
1: yeah. I think we were doing the uh, preview to the Women's the World women's Cup, World yeah. Cup. Uh-huh. and there was a forest there. We decided to go in the forest and film mm-hmm. or oh, record. <laughs> yeah, because <the, laughs> we film, tried to get a- the <laughs> was <our> quiet thing. <laughs> we're tra- <laughs> we're trying to get away from the traffic noise, so we decided to go a little deeper in the forest. Um, number five. Yes, yeah, so let's get on to this <laughs> Mitsubishi Outlander. Yes. Oh, oh man yeah. the fun we had in your car <laughs> we, we basically looked, couldn't find a quiet place to go so we just basically we tried to find it some restaurants it episode
2: 2 our second episode every place we went into had music playing they wouldn't turn it off so we're just driving around in his car stopping in all these streets starting to record and then if it was noisy we'd keep moving it must have looked dodgy <laughs> yeah it
3: was
1: <laughs> oh, it's like know. I
2: was his pimp yeah or m- probably you were my pimp oh something
9: like that
1: I was a bigger guy yeah um, number three. I I was uncomfortable sitting. The house of God. Oh, yes, the church.
2: Oh, not my house. No, no, because no, oh, t- Michael. House of Michael Goff. seriously means the house of God. There you go. Mm. And yes, I am Goff. Which sh- folk? Uh, let's reveal this. Folk have always said, "What does Goff
1: stand for?" God of fuck. No, oh. we could say that too because yeah. we had the warning. Um. So. Uh, the church um, uh, is actually a church that he, he, I think, he used to work at. That's you know, my, the, old, my old, yeah, the old, one. yeah, the old one. Yeah, it was. Well, you,
3: so- I, you, I gotta have you go to the new place. There's yeah, so many more rooms. It's
1: an Abbotsford man. Yeah, uh, not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, like but the but it was fun. We had so many like round tables there. Um, I think that was the yeah. fun There were the some mo-
2: square ones as well. I square did, yeah. tables, yeah. yeah. The monster came out yeah, there, Slamo. We need to Je- get Johnny th- back on again. We need to get all of them back on. Do you
3: remember <laughs> the time we were recording in my office and, J- and Jeff Tinker was just sitting there listening and like didn't <laughs> want to say anything? <laughs> but but just, do you also remember when we were in your office and we
2: called
1: Camilo's agent up <laughs> and then it went to voicemail? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
3: do remember that. I do remember Jeff that.
1: Tinker is a real person too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Number two, the numerous parking lots. That we recorded, yeah, and just having to constantly stop in order to re- start and stop and start and stop. And I, I
3: don't even know if I was saying anything, but I remember once outside, like thunderbird, thunderbird just, stadium, just sitting yeah. like on the whatever. There. It was,
1: it was the three of
2: us in Slamo. Oh, okay, and then the lights went out at the stadium, and security kept driving by as if yeah, like, there's four dudes just hanging outside under a tree.
3: They look dodgy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, you know what? I missed one. I missed number four. Let's go back number He's, four. See. Pronunciation and numbers. This is why he's not good at <laughs> Countdown when we play that. No, I got uh, the church thing distracted me because we started talking about that. Number four uh, during WFC two matches. Oh yeah, oh. that was yes. a lot of star stopping. Percy goddamn Perry
2: sp- Stadium. We did a game as yeah. well. Yeah, goddamn
1: spike. Oh, sp- oh WFC two. What I'd oh. like to do with a spike. You right. want, he came over and interfered. I've never sworn so much at a mascot. <laughs> not good, but it was fun. Yeah. The, the sound itself, when when he was banging and oh yeah, he the, the yelling yeah. from the uh, the SFU fan, I can't remember his name, Cedric. Cedric, Cedric. yeah, when he the, when he because he is he would be on the opposite side, and you could still hear him <laughs> where we were in the stands. Um, and number one, the Alpen Club. Oh, oh. I still have the. I, I think, think that was that episode <laughs> that might have been our. I can't remember that was our first roundtable. It was, yes. Who was there? Mass was there? Mass was there. Uh, there was Jay Duke. Jay Duke. Oh, yeah. I think Slamble couldn't make it for that one. Do you know what?
2: I should release those outtakes. No, no, you I should not. I could just maybe tag it on to the, the end of this show. The things, the, you, the
3: things you said in that room were horrific.
2: You say horrific. <laughs> I still stand to the fact that they bombed my granny. <laughs> and they had all the maps on the walls to show. But, yeah. Alpine Club is a great place.
5: Yeah. That was good that's flash five yeah
2: we're gonna bring some more flash fives back in the off season i've got a couple of fun ones i'm gonna do around some football related tv and movies and, and stuff like that not got much more of the show left you'll be glad to know but zach does want to talk a little bit about his South southsiders experience today in, in general admission is there anything you want to say about it first I no, you are going to
3: say something. I don't care. Oh, you... Well, oh sh-
1: <laughs> well, you didn't let the radio guys know that you were doing it. They were like questioning why Curva was so empty. No. Yeah, we... You
2: should explain actually why Curva oh, was empty because yeah. folk were
3: asking me. I got a couple of DMs as well thinking you were boycotting. No, no, no. Uh, th- we did this for the Montreal, the Voyagers Cup uh, second leg there this year. We went over there and hung out. And then uh, what was the game? September 1st. Who was that? San Jose? Oh, San Jose. All in. San Jose. They, oh, a oh. bunch of their people came over and hung out with us. It was good times. Um, today, today was just a reminder. I think of uh, how crap we are. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, not. We've talked about that lots about the, the game on the, on the field lots, but in the stand, it was just a reminder of some of the, the the missteps that like the Whitecaps have made as an organization in terms of going into MLS and they just said, oh, we're just going to do some of the things sort of that like you know Seattle has uh, has done and Portland is doing or whatever. So they said, hey, we're going to make the whole end the supporter section, but unlike those places, we're not going to make any any part of it general mission. And uh, and it's caused a number of issues over the years. Uh, in Curver Collective, we've always uh, basically always run our our section, the uh, our block of seats uh, that our partners hold as general admission. So
1: yeah, you let the kids in the front, to put block the kids them, or people. Block someone, the balls.
3: So when Michael has a bad back, if he was there, we'd put him, let him sit in the front, and all that kind of stuff. And th- this year, it's been awesome to see the South Side have been doing a uh, similar thing. Uh, the block's a little bit um, narrow. No, it's just a little wider? bit. There, there's some there's some pockets within it that are not part of it. So oh. it's been there's you know they got seats designated and whatever, and they they've worked really hard and but um to just try and make up for the fact that there's not a a, a general admission area where supporters who want to support full ninety in visual ways can can kind of do that. And uh, so, anyways, today there was an individual on their own uh, choosing during a song wanted to wave a flag in conjunction with the song. Like no one said, hey. Wave that flag during the song. It was just like a person like, I just want to support by waving a flag. Now, to be fair, it's one of, if not the biggest flags that I think is in our stadium. But uh, obviously, people behind the flag, or sorry, some of the people behind the flag obviously weren't too keen on that. And there were some conversations, discussions, some perspectives shared, some checking with security. And of course, security came in and said what they're supposed to say. This is the supporter section where standing, singing, and waving flags even during play is allowed. And it was just a little bit frustrating, uh, I'm sure, for those people, but also for the fact that there is not a – still is not a designated area where uh, those types of support can happen where it's not hindering other people. Because like we've talked about in the past, I like to think of support like Baskin-Robbins. There's 31 flavors. There's all kinds of ways you can support. And for some people, they support by buying a season ticket or buying a scarf and buying a jersey and being at the games and watching and yelling and screaming and maybe singing, whatever, whatever. But for some people, they also want to support visually. And I know a lot of people in North America don't understand that, including one time an individual in Portland saying, Nowhere in the world do they wave flags during play, which was a really, what? really, really ignorant <laughs> statement. Um, uh, but. Uh, there needs to be a place where that can kind of happen. So it's not going to happen. I don't think in 2019, but long term, if the Whitecaps are smart, they'll create uh, a space where those types of things can happen, and those mm-hmm. types of people can congregate. And yeah. and and uh, for those who don't like those things, that's that's one of the great things about BC Place. It's uh, very big, and there's lots of it's, there's lots of places where people can stand to support from. And and I understand for some people that's hard because you've been there since 2011 yeah, or 2012. But I also but.
2: don't think like. I'm fine with flag waving, but if it's the massive one that I'm thinking of, is. that is unacceptable in the middle of a match. No, 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 like no, sorry selfish.
3: No, no, no. It's unacceptable to you because you don't want to support that way or you don't want to be behind that. Well, that's no, cause fine. Well, because
2: you're blocking everyone that's behind you. Like There's waving flags no. and there's waving something that right, Michael. stops hundreds of people. But, Michael, what, what, what but, you're
3: saying is that's your flavor support. You don't want to have flags waving. There are people who do want to have flags waving. I don't
2: mind flags waving. A, a giant, you, giant flag should not be waved unless you're at
3: the back of a section. But, but Michael, do you not see that's your... No, f- no, 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 I don't.
2: Because right, okay. if it
3: says... So you're being very ethnocentric f- No, centred, no if
2: it says a giant flag waving that will stop you seeing the game, and it doesn't, it just says flags will be waved, you get flags this size that the white caps sell, someone waving that is different to a 20 or 30 foot flag okay. being waved. Okay,
3: but Michael, BC Place and the Whitecaps have said flags are allowed to be waved during play, it doesn't matter their size, right? Where does it say that? It, uh, on the sign it just, okay, says, it just says flags yeah, it doesn't say signs exactly but they
1: clarify Michael if there was an issue then the security would have done something so yeah security it. came down and said oh, we know security at
3: no no security garbage, no no so. security no security well, at BC kept Place they from Rose McIver they actually yeah, <laughs> they actually did what, they actually did what they were supposed to do Michael they came down yeah. they said look we know you're allowed to wave the flag we're dealing we told the individuals and there's a protocol they all know at BC Place if you don't like the flag you go to this section you'll be relocated it's it's fine
1: i think but these
3: you are people
2: are... that's been in this section for months right and all of a sudden a
3: flag appears right which is allowed in the section michael mm.
1: i think you're doing a favor for those people because they don't have to watch the stuff that's on the field
3: <laughs> i know for I you i just think it's completely
2: selfish and i understand the complaints just to wrap this show up we will be back next week thank you for listening to episode 300 of the AFTN Soccer Show. Here's to another 300 and a lot more besides. Until then, just let everyone know where they can find you online.
1: You can find me on
3: Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. For me, it's at Zachary M, and I'm a part of the Movement Carver Collective.
1: And they can be found at Flag Weavers.
2: Fun with flags, probably watching the Sheldon broadcast from Big Bang Theory. I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTNCanada, Instagram at AFTNSoccer. Read our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. So until next week, thanks for listening. Take care.